0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hello, this is Zack Sabre Jr., New Japan Cup winner 2018, and you're listening to Keeping It Strong Style with my mates. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: Let them have it, cause this is just an intro. Keeping it strong style, six stars from the get-go, boy. Yeah, from Tampa Bay to the Tokyo Dome, this is keeping it strong style. With your host Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Joshua Smith, and thank you for listening. Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Jeremy Donovan here, joined by the young boy Josh Smith. On today's show, we'll be reviewing Sengoku Lord We'll also be giving our predictions for wrestling Hinokuni, And of course, we'll cover all the news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling You can support our show by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network On the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review You can also get all the podcasts and columns over at socialsuplex.com Go to socialsuplex.com slash subscribe to sign up to get all the podcasts and columns delivered directly to your email inbox This episode of Keeping a Strong Style is brought to you by Powerslam.tv Powerslam.tv is an independent wrestling streaming service With over 4,000 hours of wrestling from companies across the world Use promo code SocialSuplex to get your first month free Also, make sure you check out our Pro Wrestling T store ProWrestlingTees.com slash SocialSuplex that's where you can get your official Keeping It Strong style t shirt, as well as all your other favorite shirts. Uh, shout out to Omega Goon, who just got his Keeping It Strong style t shirt, rocking that.
0: Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And
1: shout out to our boy Joe Saba in Australia, rocking the Social Suplex Podcast Network t shirt. Yeah, I heard he uh, was unable to
0: pick up a One Nation Radio shirt because it's got political implications over in Australia.
1: Yeah, mean something different over there <laughs> <laughs> But but
0: uh, we're over out here in these streets, man Yeah, man And, and you know what? I gotta tell you I've got one of our shirts, because just as you do Because I am a mark for myself
1: <laughs> So am I <laughs>
0: And uh, I gotta tell you, it's one of the better um, pro wrestling tees that I've ever gotten I don't regret the 20 bucks that I put down to get that And um, you definitely wouldn't either So, yeah, high recommend Um yeah I mean our logo's freaking awesome I, I'm, I like, Yeah
1: shout out once again to our man uh, Mike Ferg Mike Fergus. Who designed all the logos uh, Here on the network on the website So,
0: Bro he does impeccable work Yeah man love
1: it Yeah so go give him a follow At Sir uh, Mike Ferg on Twitter He's
0: also always posting really funny stuff So he's just like good content just in general
1: Yeah the man's awesome uh, Speaking of awesome We uh, saw the time splitter this oh weekend. my gosh, that was now, so cool On the Largo Loop uh, Kushida, uh, you know he's been making his Rounds on the Largo Loop the last couple weeks And uh, we saw him team up With uh, Keith Lee To take on Red Dragon Bobby uh, Fish and Kyle O'Reilly From Undisputed Era
0: Yeah man, um, you know Kushida Out there on the illustrious Largo Loop With such luminaries as Baba Babatunde, Luke Menzies All the heavy hitters Jeet Jeet, our boy Jeet. Dude, this man <laughs> Jeet Rama. He's a star. Bro, in Tampa. Yeah, it's so funny. In Tampa, I didn't know. I didn't know how like big Jeet was, but as soon as like Jeet came out, like he's freaking over, bro. Yeah, dude.
1: Yeah. He's he's not he's not too shabby, man. I like
0: him. Yeah. Yeah, we we were starting all the chants Jeet Forever <laughs> to Jeet. <laughs> woop woop. Holy Jeet. Oh, yeah. Holy Jeet. <laughs> <laughs> Jeet is awesome. Yeah, Jeet is (laughs) awesome. Jeet forever. (laughs) Fight G fight. Fight G fight. yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, I gotta imagine that like the people in the back are like, what is going on? Because by far, on the same card as Shayna Baszler and uh, Kushida and the uh, undisputed era the Viking Raiders yeah the war Raiders which oh by the way they got
1: booed. Well the name the name, the name Viking got experience got booed yeah but uh now they're they're the Viking Raiders now yeah oh they are yeah
0: oh that's so much better. I can handle that. <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: they're, they're, they're still' they're still Ivar and Eric though
0: I, uh. <laughs> well I mean whatever. Anyways, so, yeah, but, like, gee, bro, the biggest pop of the night, the most investment of anyone, like, it's got to be a Tampa anomaly, but still, it's freaking awesome
1: Yeah, dude, we're creating a local star out here He's a hometown (laughs) hero
0: (laughs) But, yeah, man, um, you know, for 10 bucks, we went, where is it, what's the uh, arena that we go to in Tampa? It's uh,
1: the university, like, area community center or something like that yeah man for 10
0: bucks we got to see Red Dragon face Keith Lee and Kushida. They had a really really that was match of the night. They had a oh, great yeah. match. Oh yeah hands down, yeah. And um dude. I was when when I when I heard the music I was like is it Kushida? Is it Kushida? And then he came out and then it dawned on me. I was like, "Oh my god."
1: Dude, I marked out, dude. I was jumping up and down. I was like, "Kushida!"
0: Kushida! I was just, like, marking for Kushida in general. But then when I realized, like, oh, my God, we're getting him and Kyle Riley in the same ring again. Yes. And, um, you know, big match recommend. If you've never seen their uh, Best of the Super Junior Finals, I believe from 2015, uh, you got to go out of your way to see that match. It is incredible. Five stars. Big recommend from the young boy. But, yeah, being able to see those two in the ring to- together again, I was like, man, someone put the belt on my boy Kushida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this man him and him and Gargano.
1: Oh man. Dude, yeah, those matches are gonna be fire.
0: I'm about it all day. All day. <laughs> Bro, him and um him and Buddy
1: Murphy. Oh yeah. Come on. Come on. But uh, Buddy's on SmackDown now. Ah, whatever. <laughs> him him and Velveteen. Oh yeah. Him yeah. and
0: Kyle Riley. Yeah. Or uh him and uh what's the other dude's name? The other KO Oh, uh, Ono.
1: Him and Roddy. Yeah, man. Um, and before yeah, we... him and Roddy, yes, come is. on. Uh, before we jump into our reviews and stuff, we had a question, uh, non-wrestling related, from our good old pal uh, Reddit user Jar of Peanuts. He wants to know how are you guys liking Game of Thrones season eight thus far? Well, Jar the Peanut, I do not watch Game of Thrones, but I know the young boy does, so I'll let him take it away here. Dude, Jeremy's a loser. All he does is watch this wrestling shit.
0: <laughs> I'm like, yo, you ready to see these dragons? He's like, what you mean? You mean Red, Red Dragon?
1: Dragon? <laughs> you mean uh, Dragon League?
0: You mean Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Ultimo Dragon? Ultimo <laughs> Dragon? <laughs> I was like, nah, like, you know, like Khaleesi and, you know. Kalisto? <laughs> the, Lu- the Lucha Dragons? <laughs> This is gold this is off the top of our heads <laughs> yeah. oh my god so funny anyways so now yeah but um yeah your your, your boy uh, jeremy doesn't watch here's Ga- the thing game of thrones.
1: like i'm sure i would like game of thrones it seems like the type of show i would like but there's, there's a lot of sex man there's just way too many seasons right now this is season eight like there's no way i'm going to like try and dive in and like catch up and Time for the normal season. Like,
0: here's the thing. Like, what's what's a show where like, what's a really good show that you watched where you're like, oh my god, and you just binge the crap out of it, and you like couldn't put it down. Uh, uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, you know what? I was gonna almost say like, I don't know if you saw Breaking Bad yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw, okay, yeah. so it's like on that level yeah. where it's like you just have to freaking binge it because it's so good. You really could catch up, like honestly. But um, yeah, man. Uh, this season has been. Freaking awesome! I'm not gonna um, post any spoilers. There's probably people who are literally turning off (laughs) the podcast as soon as they heard, or or fast forwarding. Yeah. There's probably people who like heard Game of Thrones and they're like, "Oh God, (laughs) (laughs) delete!" (laughs) But it's all right because we already got your download, (laughs) kid. But no, man. um, Spoiler free. I will say this: Um, I'm loving the new season. Um, the last two episodes have been less than an hour, though, and there's only six episodes this season, and they've got a lot of ground to cover. Um, luckily, the the rest the rest of the season is going to be around like an hour twenty or even longer than that for the rest of the uh, the rest of the season. So hopefully that will help benefit and pay off some of these storylines. But man, if y'all know, y'all know it's Sick. about to go. Down. Oh my God. Like, yes, I'm loving the new season. It's destination viewing. Um, Game of Thrones is incredible, incredible show. Um, first couple seasons, if you're not familiar, a lot of sex. Lot and lot and lot of sex. It's kind of gratuitous, not really necessary. But, uh, Shows kind of slowed its roll, kind of calmed down. It's more about the meat and potatoes. It's kind of like coming out of the attitude era, moving into the <laughs> yeah, uh, PG, the ruthless aggression. <laughs> no, not not quite PG. We're still in the ruthless aggression era. Gotcha. We, we still got Cena, you know, talking about fu and five knuckle shuffle. We right. still got
1: and D's nuts,
0: hot lesbian action, you know, D's nuts, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, but man, this season, I I'm just like. There was a big reveal on this like there's a big reveal that happened this last episode like right at the end where you're like, "Oh man, what is about to happen?"
1: The higher power? Nah man. V- Vince McMahon?
0: No. No. <laughs> no. Warrior versus Hogan uh or no, no, no. Hogan versus uh versus Andre. The insurmountable force meets the immovable object. Oh my god. And I'm not talking about the war. So it's gonna be Yeah and they're about to head into battle They're about to head into a battle So um Yeah They're they're, they're pretty much doomed Like they're gonna get killed These White Walkers dog (laughs) Glacier and his crew Coming in messing everybody up Anyone else who who has like a a Sub-Zero like cold character You can think of in
1: wrestling Uh Stone cold yeah, Stone Cold. <laughs> uh yeah, besides it, yeah. What was
0: what was the name that they're gonna give Stone Cold? Like Frosty McFreeze or something like that?
1: Yeah, something something awful. Something dumb, yeah. But yeah,
0: man. Um Jar of Peanuts, this season is really, 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 really good. Last season was what I would consider one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. So I'm I'm very stoked. But I don't want it to end. We got four episodes. I don't want it to end, so yeah. Oh my gosh! Anyways, so let let's 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 move off this uh this fake stuff and move on to the to, real to thing. the real yeah real real.
1: Uh, so uh, got Sengoku Goku Lord to cover. Um, there were some Road Two shows that um, happened before Sengoku Goku Lord uh, from the last time we recorded. Life changing shows. <laughs> you know nothing breaking uh, the
0: star. They broke the star rating system again. The match between Suji and Yamura. Um, so yeah, Suji eight, and eight stars, bro. So
1: now Suji and Mora uh, after this um last week of action, they are now two, two and twenty four. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's quite a development. Man, they need to just tag these guys up, man. And uh, you know, I just wanna give a shout out to our boys at Voices of Wrestling, you know, they're they're saying that nobody watches these road two shows well. Rich, Joe, uh, young boy, and I here. We watch every Road Two show. That was Rich and Joe saying that. Well, I don't know which one, but somebody else was tweeting that you know nobody watches these Road Two shows, and there are a lot of solid you know multi-man matches. I was like, man, we're we're out here watching these, these shows. I'm, I'm throwing my, my my snowflakes on the Grapple app. I'm telling you guys, um,
0: in a world filled with you know just foolishness and craziness on the WWE side of things, and People getting into all these crazy arguments. Is AEW paying for TV? Aren't they? Does Meltzer have credentials? Just let's let's just tune all that out because we are in a beautiful, beautiful bubble. This this New Japan bubble is a bubble of protection. <laughs> it is a safe place. It is welcoming and it has the best mother effing wrestling on the planet. And these road two shows are just a testament to that, man. Every time you turn one on, easy watching. And you know what I like about it? You don't have to pay real close attention. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just turn it on. It's enjoyable, easy, quick watches. You get to build the stories that give you a little, a little taste, a little nugget. Some breadcrumbs. Some breadcrumbs. But, you know, if you don't watch them, it's fine. But if you want, like, if you, if you miss one, it's not going to be the end of the world. You know, but Mm -hmm. if you do watch it, they reward you for it, and the wrestling is so good. I
1: mean, they've been main eventing with these uh, ten man um, Lij versus Chaos, solid matches. You know, Lij is like the best faction when it comes to multi man matches. Actually,
0: you know what, Jeremy? I think you're underselling that a little bit. Name me a better ten on ten combination of any faction that you can think of from like since we started doing the show.
1: I don't think I can, man. Nobody,
0: nobody does multi man matches as good as. LIJ and, and chaos. chaos, they have the best matches, you know? Think I mean I, I you, you go back and you think about all the like OG Bullet Club, Elite Bullet Club, Bullet Club Elite, even LIJ or even Suzuki goon you know? They're, mm-hmm. they're not out here getting it the way that it is when it's Chaos versus LIJ.
1: Right, with Suzuki goon like you have to have like the right combo of guys. Um with Chaos, it doesn't seem to matter who you have in there. What what combo you mix up? It's always going to be great. And I'm glad we're getting true
0: chaos on this tour. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as I enjoy seeing the mashup of, uh, you know, Sekigun guys and and Taguchi Japan guys with them, it's kind of nice just seeing like the classic. We got chaos. We got Lij. Run it.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So definitely. Uh, if I were you guys But you love You know Great wrestling Great multi-mans I would go back On these Road 2 shows so we'll catch, um, and, and catch These main events They're
0: doing a great job Building up for The Okada Sonata feud They're doing a great job Building up the junior tag uh, Feud between Um L.I.J. and or you know Roppongi 3K and um, Bushi and Shingo Bushi
1: and Shingo Also a great job building up Evil versus Ishii
0: Evil and Ishii which that might really deliver Like it's hard to have a bad match with He might bring out the best in Evil Yeah I mean just from the interactions in these multi-man match I'm like okay let's do this You know what though they got us Remember, remember last year all those great interactions Between Goto and Evil and we were like Oh this is gonna be good And then it was not good but still like the ultimate matches between Goto and Evil were better than the the, the actual one on yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. Let's get into this
1: show. Yeah. I, I'm excited. So yeah, so we're we're gonna be reviewing a uh, Sengoku Lord. This happened on Saturday. Uh, things kicked off. Uh, we had Shota Umino and Ren Narita taking on the team of uh, Suji and Umora. So the you know the deadlock rivals here, two two and twenty four. They're Decided to team up tonight to take on the elder statesmen of the Young Lions uh, Umino. division. Yeah, Young Lion division, Umino and Narita. What it's you, a division, man. <laughs> it's a division. What do you think about this one, man? Everything I expected it
0: to be. Um, it didn't go quite as long as I thought maybe it would go. I mean, it was pretty short.
1: Like, yeah, this was. Uh, I got clocked in at seven minutes and forty-five seconds.
0: Yeah, yeah, but man, they really delivered. All these guys can freaking Go and I feel Like with uh Umino And Narita's experience like dude there was A time where I used to be like Narita's like The guy the guy and Umino's got Some flash but bro Like Umino's U- U- closing Umi- yes. He's closing that gap man
1: real quick dude yeah Umino has definitely Stepped it up yes he's taking his game to a Whole nother level and especially With those one on one matches he had on the last Tour with uh, you know guys like Tanahashi you just, you just see how much he's Improved in the last year and I'm very excited to see You know where he could potentially be going For excursion and you know getting Him you know getting him a gimmick and getting him Ready to be a full time character
0: And you're absolutely right and that's not to speak ill Of Narita because Narita has done Nothing but improve Every time I see yeah. him get in the ring So these guys bro they're ready to go And seeing them work with uh, Suji And Yumora I think it really Helps elevate those guys like Dude, New Japan is a freaking wrestling building machine. They build the best wrestlers in the world like yeah, they, they just do. And this match was really, really, really good. Um, the stuff with Umino and Suji, the forearm strikes and all the exchanges on the ground, everything they did standing, just really, really, really good. Um, Suji playing uh, the Ricky Morton in this match, you know, face and peril. Um, it was a little weird seeing the bigger guy. Get worked over like that, mm-hmm. and have to desert to you more But I kind of like that they do role reversals like this.
1: Yeah, and I think you know that's one thing I think that makes these guys so much better is like, yes, you know, typically you wouldn't have you would have the smaller guys selling, but they're making sure no matter what size you are, you know, you know whether you're tall, or short, you know, m- more muscular or, s- or slender, all these guys are getting the experience of being in every role.
0: Well, that's the beauty of the Young Lion system because everyone knows they're a Young Lion. So you can believably put them in any position. You know, um, you could imagine a guy like Suji maybe being in another company and then being like, "I don't want you leaving your feet, pal." Right. You know. Yeah. You're the hot tag guy. <laughs> yeah. You know. But no, in in New Japan, we know what we know what these guys are. They're still developing. They're still learning. And like you said, they put them in uncomfortable situations, and they put them in in growing and learning situations all the time. I mean. And conversely, Umora being—I mean—you could definitely see him as being the hot tag guy, but not when you have him teamed up with a partner that's bigger than him.
1: Right. Maybe you, he was teaming like with Narita. Exactly. But yeah, I thought I thought everybody
0: played their role well here. Narita, Umino, Suji, Umora—all these guys were just uh, you know on fire. Once Umora was tagged in, um, they started getting the upper. Him and Suji uh, had the upper hand for a bit. That they had an awesome double double drop kick on Umino. Um, they even got a near fall on Narita. Um he got hit with that awesome double underhook suplex. Yeah. Um but ultimately fell to the Northern Light suplex from Narita.
1: Yeah, Narita hit that beautiful he gets that high uh, gable grip on them and just boom pops the hips, get them over for that, you know, big belly to belly, um, gets into that the northern light kind of bridging position there and gets the win, man. Yeah,
0: so I really dug this. I thought I was gonna dig this. I definitely did, but I'd go like three and a half.
1: Yeah Not yeah. that, that, that high Yeah I think I was like Three and a quarter on it I yeah. liked it yeah. I liked it But yeah Yeah it was awesome Opening match uh, Question from our Our man Rambone nope. Slam pig Nope
0: Nope Let's move on We got We got A short amount of time We, we got more important uh, Question askers Than Rambone We don't
1: have time From this week Sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: no what's, what's, what's my man saying
1: So Rambones he says What are your thoughts on the plans for Umino and Narita Are they ready for excru- excursion Are Suji and Yamura destined to be a package deal the tag team
0: Let me tell you this Shout out to Rambones Slam Pig He's the real one asking the real questions You know that you got real New Japan like listeners Followers when they're not asking you about Okada or Jay White They want to know about Suji They want to know about Narita that's my dog right there.
1: <laughs> so first part, what what do you think what are your thoughts on the plans for Umino and Arita?
0: You know, I, I don't know what's going where they're going to be honest, mm-hmm. um, but Umino and Arita are ready. Right now they're ready. Uh, I feel like they're more ready than Oka and Kawato, Kawato were. Yeah. I so, feel like they're I feel like they're and and I love both those guys. Like mm-hmm. we've sung their praises on this show for a while, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're in a better spot. Mechanically working the crowd Reading the moment Um, I mean all those guys have their different Strong points so it's not to say You know that not to bury the other guys But I feel like they're more ready than the other guys were When they left
1: yeah I mean I would honestly Be surprised if you know 2019 ends and these guys are still here
0: Part of me says yes Another part of me Says they might Keep Umino around Mm. Maybe for a Little while I know, obviously, that there have been examples where that's been to the detriment of some guys like a David Finley. Or a
1: uh, Toa Hanare.
0: Or a Hanare. But let's be clear here. Umino ain't Hanare, and Umino ain't Dave Finley. Not Not to bury those guys, but in the eyes of the company and what they see in him, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a Tanahashi run sticking around. Like the early days when Tanahashi, because Tanahashi didn't go on excursion right away. There's lots of guys like that, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they they went that way. Mm. I also wouldn't be surprised if he winds up in you know Ring of Honor,
1: yeah, wrestling or,
0: Silas Young and or, uh, Brian Malonus and and the whole
1: crew. Or maybe he'll be on Arena Mexico Friday nights, or that, that's that that that's where I'd send him. Or I maybe mean, he'll be at Rev Pro.
0: It, it's shown very very clearly that you know. The strongest place you can send your workers in today's day and age is Mexico. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see both
1: these guys go there. Yeah, I think that'd be a great spot for both of them.
0: But I think they, the, the company has big plans for both of these guys. They've shown how durable and how like talented they are. Um, I don't know if Suji and are destined to be a package deal as a tag team. But I would like for them, whether it's as Young Lions now, and maybe they they don't come in together later, or... I wouldn't be opposed to them having a tag team in the future when, they're right. on the ma- when they when they come back. Um, I mean,
1: I, I think I, I'm expecting, you know, almost like a, a Desperado, uh, Hiromu kind of thing with these guys where there's always that back history between them, and you, you can come back to that at any moment. Yeah. And so anytime they face off, like, you can bring up, oh, well, when these guys were young Lions, you know, they were – or, you know, deadlock record you know, Neither of them can get the upper hand That that builds into the story when they face each other Once, uh, once they graduate
0: Absolutely um, Also, you know, something about Suji and Yumura They have such an old school vibe to them You know, there were these times where you had these, these guys That would be tag teams but also rivals Back in the old days of, of New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know Um so I wouldn't be too surprised to see them in a situation like that where like hey sometimes we're friends, you know. Like a muto hase situation like sometimes we're friends and we tag and then other times we go to war mm. even as even on the you know
1: main roster. Yeah. So yeah, I would like that. So yeah, I mean, yeah. CG and more are awesome and yeah, I'm looking forward to those guys Just, you know getting some more shine once um Umino and Arita um go on excursion. Sure. Alright, so next matchup here We had uh, Nagata Kojima, Honma, and Honare And Liger Taking on suzuki Goon of Suzuki Taichi, Kanamaru, Desperado, and Taka What do you think about this one?
0: You know what? I was reading ahead um, So this was fine um, You know I did notice Taichi got a, a big pop When he was introduced Like maybe almost bigger than Almost anybody. Yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, Liger got a pretty huge uh, pop, too, huge reaction. Yes,
0: that's true. Uh, the match was worked real smartly. Um, you know, Hanma hitting the Kokeshi Antaka, um, and tagged out, and then he was never tagged into the match again. He pretty much just, just did one thing, and then he was kind of gone,
1: which that might have helped the overall match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how are you feeling about Hanma? Do you feel like he's gotten any better more stabilized are you still worried about him i i'm always going to be worried about yeah. him he's
0: clearly not the same competitor he was before um if they feel he if they feel confident in him you know great but it's very clear he's never going to be what he was prior to the injury
1: yeah um there was i think it was a road to show where he he did the the diving kokeshi off the top and missed and i was Ooh. i was just like oh yeah, that's one of those
0: moves, you know, Harley Race invented that, and he was like, he said, I wish I never had invented that move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, in, in this match, I thought what was real interesting was the stuff between Suzuki and Liger.
1: Yes, that's a big talking point in this match. Um, yeah, Suzuki was just, you know, Liger was his target, and just, you know, the Suzuki attack, strong strikes. It got a lot of heat. Yeah, it got and... um Taichi trying to rip off Liger's mask. Yeah, then the uh, the post match uh, promo from Liger. Liger was pissed off and he was like, you know, what is this? Like, I thought we were having a match. Is this a fight? Is like, you want to fight? Like, I'll fight you anytime, anywhere. Like, oh. And <laughs> uh, then you know Suzuki is you know like we have unfinished business. Like you came to Pancrase and like you we fought and like we gotta finish this. Uh yeah,
0: he he fucked up Liger. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, that was one of like in the my early fandom days of MMA. Like I found out that Liger had an MMA fight, and I was like, "What?" And I didn't really know Suzuki too much back then. Mm-hmm. And I saw Suzuki. I was like, oh, "This dude just freaking destroyed Liger! tried to try to wrestle in a mask, bro! Like it was not wrestle, but try to a fight. fight in the mask." You know who else did that? Um, Del Rio.
1: Yeah, yeah. Del Rio used to fight Dos Caras as right? Dos Caras. Yeah. yeah,
0: got head kicked to oblivion by Mirko Krokop in Pride. Like it was awful. <laughs> So like It was like forever on their highlight reel But um, yeah Liger ended up making a comeback Tagged in Nagata We From that point we got everyone else uh, you know, Joining in, going through their spots um, Finish came when Taichi and Hinare um, Were in the ring together Taichi used a all kick and super kick Followed by the stretch plum for the submission victory uh, At about 12 minutes Pretty good tag match
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm digging the uh, stretch plum For Taichi's finisher Nice, deep, tight Looks painful. I'm, I'm digging it.
0: Yeah, um, pretty good match. I think we could have gotten more drama with some more near falls, maybe some more tagging in. But um, you know, I think a lot of what they're trying to do was to build heat off the Liger stuff. So right,
1: Get, they're trying to set up the uh, the multi man match that's happening at the anniversary, uh, Liger's thirtieth anniversary. Um, and so we have a question about that uh, from our boy uh, Muzza. Who is uh, you know, now part of the Social Suplex team He's going to start writing some columns for us He did a, a Sengoku Lord um, prediction column last week So uh, shout out Muzza, welcome to the team uh, But he asked, could we potentially see Keishan Liger During Liger's 30th anniversary show?
0: Um, I was thinking that that could be a possibility The way he was cutting that promo on Suzuki Yeah, But I almost feel like that would be the freaking... Craziest thing ever Like Kishin Liger and Minoru Suzuki Like you know Murder Grandpa The guy that everybody in the company is afraid of And you know terrified of And then you've got the Ultra violent dark side Of Jushin Thunder Liger Like yeah put the kids to bed (laughs) This is gonna get color like this is gonna be Violent like I'd be all about it I
1: didn't know I needed a Suzuki Liger One on one match as badly in my life
0: uh, yeah, but specifically, it's not Liger It's Keishin Liger I know, that but, we need. But,
1: but even if he doesn't do Keishin if, if it just ends up right, being right, Liger right. vs. Suzuki, I'm down But do, yeah, Keishin Liger versus Suzuki would be awesome Yeah um, Do you you think they should do a one-on-one? I would love it Because they're doing a multi-man th- at the anniversary I would love it yeah. I
0: would love it um, You know, alter egos are fairly commonplace in wrestling You know, mm-hmm. you think about guys like Finn Balor transforming into the Demon Matt Hardy becoming broken You know, Undertaker, you know, returning as the dead man, even like Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Right. Kane, Uh, Corporate Kane. Yeah. Muto turning into the great Muda. Yeah. And the thing that's so great about Jushin Thunder Liger, if you guys are unfamiliar, the Kishin Liger alter ego um, is something that has only happened three times in his entire career. And it's only reserved for the most disrespectful of opponents and when Keishin Liger comes out you're gonna get killed
1: dude I mean maybe we do see it for the multi-man
0: that's possible yeah you know the, the whole thing what's what's awesome about the transformation is that for those of you who are unfamiliar um, Jushin Thunder Liger obviously iconic you know the horned mask mm-hmm. you know the bodysuit, you know like he's a superhero And in most, like you know, wrestling, you know, dating back to Lucha Libre in Mexico, you know, the removal of an opponent's mask is seen as one of the right, the
1: most disrespectful thing. That's like it's like sacred,
0: yeah. And um, there was a match. The first time the transformation ever occurred was in 1996 uh, when Liger was facing the Great Muda. It's one of my all-time favorite matches, just in general, but especially in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And throughout the match, uh, it was the first time they ever fought. And, I mean, just think of that Muda, and, like, the great Muda And, you know, Jushin Thunder Liger Like, that's awesome But, yeah, Muda is just using underhanded tactics And he keeps targeting Liger's mask And he eventually rips it off And Liger's just laying on the ground Just covering his face up like a, like a regular, you know Like a luchador would do mm-hmm. Muda leaves the ring to go grab a chair And when he comes back Liger rises up and rips the rest of the mask off, and his face is painted white, and he's got red kanji like <laughs> symbols on his face, and like, and he he howls like a freaking wolf, and Muda's face like is he's so afraid, and he freaking sprays mist in Muda's face,
1: and it's like, oh my dude. god, yeah, dude, we we need that, we need Keishin Liger and Suzuki, dude, Dominion, let's do it.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's happened a couple other times before. Or since then, Keishin Liger in 2006 against bad boy Hito. Um, that time, though, he, he announced the transformation beforehand because Hito had cut off locks of uh, Liger's mask and Liger wanted revenge. And that match was freaking crazy. We're talking barbed wire bats, chairs, scissors. Um, like, yeah, just just really, 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 really crazy. And then the last time was actually back in New Japan. Six years later, Keishin Liger made his third appearance um, during a junior tag title match, um, it is on NJPW World if you want to check it out. Um, but he was teaming with Tiger Mask. They were taking on the team of uh, Taichi and Takamichi Noku. So some continuity yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Representing Suzuki Goon and
1: well, you know the whole backstory with you know Suzuki Goon, Taka, and Taiichi in particular. They were you know targeting Jushin Liger during that time period and were always trying to rip his mask off.
0: Yep, and. um you know they were trying to just like 16 years earlier they ripped the mask off liger rose up and he sprayed mist into the face of taiichi and when when liger makes this um transition not only is it just that his face is painted he sprays mist but he, his body is covered in paint as well he usually rips the body suit off and then um he goes crazy bro he like will grab he'll, he'll try to stab people he wants to stab people with steaks. Um, like, he just gets ultra, ultra violent So, yeah I don't know if we'll ever see the return of Keish and Liger It's only happened
1: three times But it
0: feels like
1: For this This might be the time the, the way, the anger in that promo That he cut on Suzuki after the match Like, I could see it happening And I think it needs to happen on a big stage Like Dominion or Wrestle Kingdom Like My,
0: my another big recommend for me And we're getting a lot of recommends on this show It's, it's kind of nice, but yeah, check out the match between Liger and Muta from 1996 Spoiler alert, Liger's not victorious But <laughs> it is recommended per, arrest, per viewing If you've never seen it and you consider yourself a New Japan fan or a pro fan You gotta see this match
1: Yeah, definitely check that out uh, Next question comes from our man, Reddit user NJPW EXT Our boy Danny behind the New Japan uh, World Extension Got to meet him I use the extension In New York Uh, Extension's great Yeah Danny thanks for that extension man That's great stuff And it was great meeting you in uh, New York He says How do you guys feel about the way uh, NJPW keeps legends on the active roster As opposed to the WWE way of phasing them out And making them special attractions On the other hand, I love that Liger, Kojima, Nagata, Tenzan, etc. Get to keep doing what they enjoy, but it's bittersweet to also see them so low on cards Whereas they were once uh, main eventers The thought of Okada jerking the curtain one day is tough to imagine But maybe that's better than only being brought once a year for a nostalgic match What do you think?
0: Well, um, you know, NJPWX, Danny, you've got a great point But one thing to take into consideration What is the alternative? well in many cases the alternative is these guys go off they start their own vanity projects they book themselves at the top of the cards they continue to tour in tiny gymnasiums with like a hundred couple hundred people they do it a couple times a year they freelance and and you know just show up whenever they can you know and, and we're talking about like your, your guys that are still wrestling right now your tenryus and your um your shoes And yeah. guys like that um, Well Tenryu's done But you know For years He wasn't And um, It's That's also You know Time waits for no man Right um, And at the same time Like those guys do do I, I don't want to discredit them I'm not saying that That you know Them, them still continuing If they're passionate about it They want to continue Their wrestling career By all means But you know It is something That's kind of sad When you find out These guys are still wrestling But on The equivalent of The Japanese indies Right for, like, a, a couple hundred people. no For television. a hot dog and a handshake. Yeah. For, well, I'm sure they're making more than that. But yeah. still. <laughs> for hot dog. Do they even have hot dogs in Japan? Probably not, Probably not. I, I actually don't think they do. Because I remember watching um, a show about that. You remember that kid who used to. The little tiny Japanese kid who used to win all the eating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember watching a show and he was saying he couldn't get hot dogs in Japan. He, he had to get, like, these mock sausages that were kind of mm-hmm. similar. And he had to train with those. <laughs> but, um. You know, I think that the, the nice thing is, like, you see these guys, Kojima, Nagata, Tenzan, Liger, Nakanishi, um, you know, they are helping. Well, A, they're recognizable. The fans still love them. They mm-hmm. still help draw. They're still bringing in fans to the, to the crowd. We, I've had my, my share of criticisms about the health of Nakanishi and the health of Tenzan and i don't feel like they'll be wrestling that much longer in all honesty but at the same time they help bring valuable experience to the young lions and the other wrestlers that they wrestle with they help still draw audiences Mm -hmm. they're not taking up a big spotlight from guys like okada or guys like kenny omega or Mm -hmm. naito or what have you i feel like they're utilizing those guys to the best of their ability it is bittersweet But then it's also nice where every once in a while You'll get the Liger nostalgia run You'll get the Nagata nostalgia run So I feel like New Japan actually does Better with their legends And not overexposing Them or over pushing them Yeah Um, what are your thoughts
1: Yeah I definitely like the New Japan Way better than the WWE way Like you mentioned um, It doesn't take away from the up and coming Guys I think that's the main Problem right now with the way WWE Does it you know Every year at WrestleMania, you're expecting your favorite guys, you know, your mid-carters, you want to kind of bust through the glass ceiling to get, you know, a big one-on-one match at Mania. But then here comes Batista, here comes Triple H, here comes The Undertaker, here comes Brock Lesnar, on and on and on. Then your, your card is filled up with all these guys that maybe may or may not be able to perform at a top level. And then you have guys that are either stuck in a multi-man match Or not even on the car on the pre-show Because they had to make room for all these legends
0: Yeah, absolutely And I mean, you know, it would be one thing to send these guys home And bring them out for a big match But if they can't go, you know And you want to treat them like a special attraction um, I feel like that's detrimental to the the integrity That New Japan has built with their their in-ring level you know the the work rate that you Mm -hmm. see in in New Japan whereas in some cases I feel like it's almost somewhat beneficial to give them these easier matches let them go out there do their thing they still add value to the company and they don't draw away like we said from the other guys I feel like Undertaker is the perfect example and you know there is something to be said for treating guys like they're special and bringing them out every once in a blue moon and that's Mm -hmm. one tactic so I'm not totally criticizing that but when a guy really can't go anymore like that, and then you're and then you're still pushing him in a big money big spot, when you could be pushing Sonata, you right. know, or something right. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: that's a problem. So I I'm I'm all for it. And yeah. you know, and I like you know you get them in a eight man, ten man tag, six man tag, they can hit all their key spots. More than likely, they'll be going against probably Young Lions. So you you see your favorites get a win. You see all the favorite spots, you know I can see my Kojima match and him hit, you know Koji Cutter or Lariat The chops on, you know, Narita or Umino And get a nice little win
0: And let's be clear here too, these guys are giving back as well Because yes, they pick up wins over the lower level New Japan guys But then, you know, they'll be in a a multi-man match Or a tag match And they'll put over a G.O.D Or they'll put over you know, uh, a killer elite squad right. or something of that nature. Or they'll be in a, a multi-man tag match, and, and one of them will take a Rainmaker, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it adds credibility because, generally speaking, they're still winning mo- the majority of their matches. So right. I feel like it's a smart thing that they do.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, when they do have the rare one-on-one match, it's it's a good rub for whoever beats them. Like, you know, this guy was a decorated, you know, former... IWGP be GP champion you know uh, but obviously he just you know with his age he just couldn't keep up with the newer younger guy and he just helps get the next guy over last thing I'll say
0: about this this probably everything I'm saying probably sounds counterintuitive to some of the comments I've made in the past I'm still gonna reserve the right to groan and mumble and complain about a Nakanishi or a Tenzan match <laughs> <laughs> just because of because of you know their current state of health Um but at the same time, that doesn't detract From the, the point that, the, you know The way they're being used is excellent And makes lots of
1: sense Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're utilized perfectly You know, it'd be a different story If we were getting uh, Tenzan And Nakanishi and one-on-one matches All the time on a tour In matches with guys that they can't Hang with and then beating them, you know Yeah. So I think, yeah, they're utilized perfectly And I'm, I'm happy with the way New Japan handles these guys Yep, thank you for the question uh, Great question so our next matchup uh, We have Makabe Yano and Dragon Lee Taking on Tamatonga, Tangaloa and Taichi Ishimori Of course this match is uh, you know Setting up the uh, The Never Six Man match Which happened today, we didn't get a chance to watch it yet But that match happened today on the Road 2 show Real quick before we,
0: in the background Obviously we don't, I don't watch this But Jeremy does, we got Ron In the background and uh, something from the group thread just came about James Boyd said, Sami Zayn is a promo god <laughs> So he must have just cut Like something some fire, fire Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, But yeah, so this match is setting up The number 6 man match that happened today Also it's setting up the upcoming uh, Heavyweight tag team title match And it's also uh, setting up The junior title match with Dragon Lee and Ishimori
0: Yeah, uh, this was good um, Obviously I feel like the shining um, You know, stars in this match Were Dragon Lee and Taiji Ishimori They They stood out head and shoulders above, you know, the most violent players and
1: G.O.D. by far Yeah When, yeah, when Taiji and Dragon Lee were in there, like, the match felt like it was on a different level It almost felt like two different matches Like, you had Taiji and Dragon Lee in there and, like, they were just going at it And then you get, like, G.O.D. and MVP in there and, like, the match just, like, changed
0: (laughs) One thing I thought was really weird With the way that the build has been between G.O.D. and MVP, especially with Toriano. There's been a lot of shenanigans, a lot of stealing of the belts, what I would have perceived as leading to a lot of comedy in this match, and there was pretty much none in yeah. the match. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people usually will criticize. There are those fans who don't like the the goofy, wacky comedy, especially with uh, Toriyano. But I feel mm-hmm. like in this match, it probably, because of the way the story's been built, it probably would have helped,
1: honestly. yeah. Um, yeah, because you know you have the whole thing now where uh, Tamatanga he has a Santa Claus sack, which he he stole the Never Six Man Belt and he he puts them in there along with the Ring of Honor Tag Titles. He and, keeps
0: all the belts. Yes, yeah, comes the, the champ, 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 <laughs> champ, 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 champ,
1: champ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I I could I could have done some more, you know, shenanigans with these guys, but it was also kind of good too to see them. Just have straight a more, wrestle, yeah.
0: It, it, but here's the thing, my it, it's not a criticism of it. There, there was nothing I would say. Oh, they were god awful. It wasn't bad, but it was just kind of there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I feel like the stuff with Dragon Lee and Ishimori was uh, a lot more dynamic. Obviously, the caliber of workers they are that makes all the sense in the world. So yeah,
1: and that their work has got me. So pumped up for their singles match
0: Dragon Lee is over with the crowd Oh yeah Like yeah the interactions he had with them and the selling he was doing He was getting a lot of simpy A lot yeah. of simpy and, uh, um, He got hit in the back with the kendo stick from uh, Master Heater Jado mm-hmm. And um You know a lot to go on the offensive I thought you know but Dra- Like that's one thing that stood out to me is how How over Dragon Lee is with this yeah. crowd Yeah and
1: since we're talking about Dragon Lee I'm going to mention this News story right now um so, Dragon Lee, uh, his match in Arena Mexico on April 12th was his last match at CMLL for a few months He's going to be going full-time in New Japan through the Dominion show So that means he, yeah, full-time for Best of Super Juniors and all the Road
0: 2 shows and everything Yeah,
1: and all through, you know, t- probably towards the end of June So, dude, I'm all about that, dude More Dragon Lee, yes, sir and he was great in this match and all the, you know, the multi-man matches he's been in on these Road Two Shows. And I'm I'm psyched to see him in Best of Super Juniors. I'd like to see what he does at Dominion. So, yeah, I'm all in on Dragon Lee. Uh, but this match came down uh, with uh, Makabe ends up hitting a Lariat um, on Tangelo while Yano gets the cradle off the Lariat. And uh, MVPs and Dragon Lee get the win here. Yeah. But, so uh, Yeah, then after the match, they... Uh, club attacked Yano and Tamatanga uh, Ran away with the belts in his uh, Little title sack there I, I'm liking this
0: like I'm liking the, the whole stealing of the belts Like at first when it happened I was like oh, That's a little derivative they've done this before mm-hmm. It's not the first time but I like The little wrinkle that like Tamatanga stole all the belts Back
1: <laughs> 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 Kind of um, makes it funny uh, So next we had the match Of the night The epic encounter Between the crown jewel and the bullet club hunter Mikey Nichols Versus Chase Owens
0: Hey listen, 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 listen,
1: listen (laughs) Listen,
0: listen, listen listen. Stop, stop, stop laughing Stop laughing Oh my gosh You need to stop making these terrible jokes on our show Because this match was really freaking good You're not lying You're trying to be all sarcastic This match freaking
1: ruled But it it was not match of the night though
0: It, It was pretty close Mm, I bro. don't know about all that, bro. Bro, main event, hey. main event was like right here. You guys can't see, but I've got my, my one hand up. Nichols and Owens was like right here. They're touching. If you can't see, they were right there. No, I'm just that's a little bit. I yeah, I'm believe. like I'm
1: about to check what's in your vape, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so but I gotta say. Oh, speaking of which, did I
0: tell you that I smoked weed this past weekend? No, but it was CBD, so I didn't get high the weirdest okay we got to talk about this real quick weirdest freaking experience of okay guys so listeners just so we're all clear here i don't do drugs i don't smoke weed um at all but but with that being said here in tampa this place just opened up it's like a hookah lounge and every every now and again i like to indulge just a little bit i'll i'll, I'll go out to a hookah lounge i'll go relax whatever But I found out that there's this CBD hookah place and I'm like CBD, you know, you know what CBD is, right? Yeah, Yeah. they drive that from, uh, from, you know, marijuana, but it's, uh, you know, it's non-psychoactive, non-hallucinogenic, you know, you don't get high from it. And I've actually, I used to work at a juice place where, you know, if you wanted a couple drops CBD to help with like inflammation or help calm you down, relax you, you know, calming effect, like we'd put it in there. And I've actually had, like, flare-ups, like, I work out, my back hurts sometimes, and, you know, CBD helps with that, it's good for you. It's actually what they give to, uh, to like, kids who deal with, like, epilepsy and stuff like that, and um, it's really good. But I was like, okay, well, they got this place that, it's a hookah lounge, but it's not nicotine, it's not tobacco, it's just CBD. I didn't know that that even existed. Got to check it out So I'm out with my boy Reggie What up to Reggie What's up Reggie I know we don't listen But what up <laughs> Reggie I'm going to tell him like, yo, I shout you out on the show He's going to be like Oh word For real dog For real <laughs> <laughs> Getting over in these streets yeah. But um, yeah we go in there And like I'm like Yo it kind of smells like weed in here Because <laughs> we didn't We didn't know what to expect But like we didn't know what it was Because you know You go into like a hookah lounge It doesn't smell like tobacco right? Or it like, all
1: of the fruity flavors right. Or whatever
0: So we start talking to the owner Owner is real cool um, place called called Couch, like Indica, and then couch, Couch CBD, you know, lounge uh, here in Tampa Bay. For those of you who want to check it out, WrestleMania weekend, if they're still in business, I don't know if they will be or not. But, yeah, so this dude's like uh, – we're talking about – he's showing he, – they just opened. He's showing us all the stuff, and then he's like, he's like, yeah, I got this. I got this. I got this. And he pulls out all these giant green buds. And, like, I used to do a lot of drugs when I was a teenager, and I was like – Bro, those are nugs, bro. That's freaking weed. He's like, nah, dog. These are special strains. There's no weed in them. I'm like, no, bro. I see it. There's crystals all over it. There's red hairs. It's weed. That's weed. He's like, bro. He's like, I'll smoke a joint with you right now. You won't get high. I was like, all right. And I've told you guys before, I'm reckless. So I was like, all right, run it. (laughs) So like, he hands it to me, and it's a joint. It's straight up a joint. I hit it, it hits just like weed, maybe a little bit more mellow. And bro, I didn't get high at all. Like it was so freaking crazy. Like I probably wouldn't do it again cuz I don't really like smoking like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But just to try it this one time and I was like, "What in the world? Like this is it's a different world out here in these streets nowadays. You could just be smoking smoking weed and not getting high. It's crazy." That's yeah.
1: What kind of gimmick is that? Yeah, what kind of gimmick is this?
0: <laughs> I will say though that the hookah was fire. The hookah was great. I I wouldn't smoke the the CBD weed again. I don't know about all that, uh, you know. Unless I really want to get high, I'd probably just smoke regular weed. But yeah. So, but no CBD weed today. It's nothing bad in my vape right now. But this Mikey Nichols Chase Owens match, I gotta tell you. Yeah, I, got, I gotta say. I gotta tell you. I thought it was really good. It was it was better than what I was expecting it to be. I think it's Mikey Nichols' best match in the company So far I mean, he's only had a few of them Yeah, but one of them was against Kazushika Okada Yeah <laughs> And this was better than that, I think
1: Yeah, I think this was, you know I gave a majority of the credit here to Chase Like
0: Absolutely He he met, Absolutely. He
1: had Mikey Nichols looking like You know, a babyface in peril Like He was just beating down this man And getting the sympathy for uh, On uh, Mikey Nichols' And just being a vicious heel, you know Giotto attacked uh, Nichols at the beginning of the match With the kendo stick And then Chase just went to work after that Throwing him into the barricade and all that stuff And just kind of working him over the rest of the match And it was looking really dominant Until the end where Nichols came back But yeah, yeah it was it was a good little match I, I liked it a lot I liked
0: it a whole lot I w- The whole match I was like, this is good Now, disclaimer because there are probably some people who watched it Or are watching it and think What is Young Boy talking about Let's be clear here I am a big fan of Southern style wrestling This was not like a crazy spot fest This wasn't any This wasn't, you know um, A junior style match Or, you know, a Kenny Omega Kota Ibushi style match uh, But I feel like we saw some of the best of Chase Owens here I mean, every little thing People People sleep on Chase, man And I know I give him praise all the time um, but it's because I'm a fan of his work And like, him, seeing him in the singles role Doing all these little things The way he was attacking Mikey Nichols' neck The mm-hmm. way that he was just building the heat Like, this is a southern style guy In New Japan And I really, really, really like it And I gotta tell you, I didn't think Mikey Nichols did much But him just selling and taking on yeah, the I offense mean, just, was great
1: Yeah, just Chase, just taking it to him You know, you, you kind of want to see Nichols come back And do something Yep Um but like you said, and Owens it, Owens was in control almost the entire yeah, match. This was like like
0: 80-20. I'm a big fan of that sometimes. Not all the time, but you know, this idea that a match can only be great if both guys get equal offense. Like, no, I don't I'm not that's not my philosophy, you know. I'm a big fan of storytelling. I like it when a match tells a great story. And sometimes you can have a guy get dominated and maybe he doesn't even come back. Maybe he does. I don't know. But even still, you can tell a great story with with one guy selling the majority of the match. That's possible. And in this case they did and I mean dude, some of the stuff Owens did the Russian leg sweep into the guardrail, uh, the the uh, neck what was uh, the neck breaker the hanging neck oh, breaker yeah, to yeah, outside. yeah yeah bro Nichols had bounced off the cement. At one point I made a joke. I was like, yo, someone told Chase Owens, like they' were like, we gotta teach this Mikey Nichols kid a lesson. Tell Chase to take care of business Because <laughs> Chase Owens was vicious out there, bro
1: Yeah, dude, Chase was destroying
0: this man But towards the end of the match Nichols got a big comeback Some lariats, a spine buster Death Valley driver Sliding lariat, he got a near fall Soon after that, Owens was back on the offense um, And then he was just running off the ropes He ran right into a Mikey bomb And I will say that Mikey bomb is hot
1: Fire, trash. Yeah, it's hot garbage, man. It's garbage. It falls flat, man. He hits it, and you're like, "Wait, that's it." Like, he gets no. It looks so so bad. Gets no spin on it. You know, there's. Do you think it's that he doesn't do it right, or guys are sandbagging him? Because it kind of looked like Chase didn't get up high enough for him. But every every Mikey bomb that he's hit. On, since he's been in New Japan. What if everybody is sandbagging? On? Uh, maybe, but like <laughs> when when I see a blue thunder bomb, I expect to see you know a Sami Zayn catches them, gets the full rotation, Jun dr- drills them down, uh, you know some John Juris you know some John Juris <laughs> get the, uh, the some spin action then and drill them down.
0: You literally were were blue thunder bombing guys. Like in your league back in the day, yeah, I man. Would never let you do that for, to me. You know,
1: for you, you new listeners, if you don't know, you know, I had a little backyard wrestling career under the name John Juris. If you go on YouTube, type that in, uh, no H J O N J U R I S, you can see some of my matches. What's,
0: what's mad funny is like, you know, let's let's be clear here. Like, Jeremy's never like worked work. But you've done some work in a ring.
1: Right. I've, and I've had a little bit of training you from, a, little bit a, of from training. a former uh, FCW um, wrestler. But you um,
0: you would by no means say I was a worker. Oh, like no,
1: that. no, 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 no.
0: So no. it's funny, guys. Almost every time we take an out of state trip, we run into workers and they know who Jeremy is. And they kind of mark, like, Jeremy would be like, What's up, man? And they're like, Oh my God, you're John
1: Juras? Yeah, because, yeah, <laughs> some of the guys are now workers. You know, shout out to my boy, um, Cam Cozone. Um, I saw him in New York, Uh, Matt Nix You guys, a lot of people know Matt Nix From Freelance Wrestling in the Chicago area It's just funny Matt Nix is one of the top guys in GBYWN Jeremy,
0: what was the name of your uh, company?
1: So, uh, my fed was the Global Underground Wrestling That was one of our names, we kind of bounced Bro, John Juris, the
0: GUW legend
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude Dude, it was some good times, man Yeah, like we had a little... The, uh, the global backyard wrestling network was pretty pretty much the NWA for backyard wrestling I mean there was like territories in every state that was kind of governed under cam and this this you know different body we had how,
0: how about growing up I had a backyard wrestling league but it was just me and my stepbrother and uh, we had made these um these belts we would take we would go to like Salvation Army and we'd get these like leather wom- like women's belts yeah. And then uh, we would take um, not insulation. We would take insulation uh, for not. I don't know how to explain it, but we would take this insulation, and we'd we'd make that into our plate. We'd cover it with tin foil, Mm. and then we would take cardboard and cut out like our medallions or whatever, like the 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 side plates, the side plates and Mm -hmm. the logos. And then we'd spray it gold. Well, I didn't know this, but like you can get high huffing. Like specifically, gold paint is specifically something that a lot of people use to huff. But like we stole it out of my dad's um, garage because we needed gold paint, because we need to have gold belts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but we, we went classy. We had the silver tin foil covered with the gold cardboard. Mm. It was classy. Yes. But yeah, we were we were sitting in the uh, in our closets spray painting, you know, and uh, we were also at the same time being knuckleheads, getting into trouble. We were like shoplifting, doing lots of just bad, stupid stuff. So my parents decided to like do a raid. They, they they did they did a raid of our room and then like one day we come home and they've got all this like paraphernalia, all this stuff, and then my dad's like, What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what are you using this for? And then like they definitely thought we were huffing like paint, but we weren't we weren't that bad. We were bad. Like we were smoking cigarettes and stuff, but we weren't that bad. We were, you know, stealing like liquor out of there. like uh you know, we're stealing liquor out of the like uh, liquor cabinet and then refilling the bottles With water to make it look like we hadn't stole nothing Damn We're doing stuff like that But we weren't huffing And so I had to the To a lot of shame I had to like basically Go back into my room and then come out With these title belts <laughs> <laughs> And I was like He's the North Florida champion And I'm the South Florida champion
1: Like <laughs> dad we're gonna have a unification We're match. gonna
0: unify them <laughs> We need the paint so we can have an undisputed title. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Dude, that's freaking hilarious.
0: Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. But um not as bar- as embarrassing as this Mikey bomb, man.
1: Yeah, dude, that Mikey bomb.
0: Junakiyama, bro, he, he needs to come over and teach this this guy a thing or two about how to pull this move off. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. But with that being said, this match gets a recommend recommend for me. I liked this match a lot. It's I think it's one of the best Chase Owen singles matches I've seen so far. So,
1: so where are you on the stars on this? Uh, three and a half. Man, you're th- you're not three and a half range. I was like three, three and a quarter here. I was I don't want to say
0: three. I was like three and three and a quarter, but I didn't want to say it because I don't want to be embarrassed. But because it seems a little high. Yeah, I think three and a, three and a half to three and three. Three and a half to three and three quarters. Wait, did you say three and a quarter? No,
1: three. I'm in, in between three stars and three and a quarter. Oh, okay. Well,
0: I'm between three and a half and three and three quarters. Wow. <laughs> but I think the safe bet, because I'm not sure, will go three and a half. But I'll say yeah, I sure. like this match a lot.
1: Yeah, I think I put a three and a quarter in on the on the grapple. But yeah, that's where I'm at on this thing. All right. So uh, let's move on to our next matchup here. So we had tag action. We had the former IWGP champion Switchblade Jay White Teaming up with Hikaleo to take on the team of Hiroki Goto and Taguchi So of course this is setting up, uh, you know, previewing the Jay White and uh, Goto One-on-one match that's going to be happening at Wrestling uh, Hinokuni, And also a little preview of the Never Six-Man title match Which once again happened uh, today on today's Road to Show with uh, Taguchi and the MVPs taking on Hikaleo, uh, Tamatonga, and Tangaloa. Yeah, so uh, one thing I would say about this match, even though Okada
0: dropped, uh, or even though Jay White dropped the title of Okada, he seems to still have retained a lot of his heat with the crowd, which, oh, is, yeah. a, which is a good thing. Yeah, he's
1: done enough uh, dastardly things to this crowd in the last year to make sure that they, they hate him no matter what.
0: And you know what that did? It helped get. A lot of baby heat or baby face sympathy on Godo.
1: Yeah. A lot. Um and one thing I kinda like, just a little like character thing that I caught during uh Jay White's entrance and um commentary pointed out to it also. Like Jay White comes out, does his entrance, he does a little glance to his waist, mm. like you know, looking down, realizing the belt's not kinda there. I kinda I like that. I do too. So yeah, those, those little things if you pay attention, those little like Character movements, little nuances that you catch from these guys During their entrances movement and movements, stuff like that Yeah, um, you know, Hikaleo Hikaleo wasn't bad in this match either Dude, I guess, it, Yes, Hikaleo, man This guy, he's gotten a, a, You know, tons better from the very First time we saw him when he first Debuted um, in New Japan I mean, this guy, come back from injury I feel like he's gotten into better shape since he's been Back, I, I feel like he's kind of trimmed Up a little bit Little, I mean, I'm sure there, he, can, he can get bigger, but I think he looks pretty good right now. He looks good.
0: There is something that I noticed that he did that I thought was really cool. So, there was a spot where Taguchi went for a spring uh, board uh, hip attack, flying hip attack, and he came off the ropes and he slipped a bit, so he didn't get enough distance to actually hit Hikalio. And Hikalio, like a pro, like an old wily vet, just moves out of the way, making it look as though he was. Actively just trying to avoid the move altogether, mm, yeah. and then uh, and then immediately picked up Teguchi. So he really covered that botch like really yeah, well. Grizzled young vet, grizzled. He is. He's the most grizzled young vet in the game today. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude. And yeah. he does
0: it for this business dude, that he
1: loves. I, I think Hickleo could. I think he's got something, man. Bro, give, give him a couple years. I think he can. He can be a main eventer. I used to say the same thing about Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my bad takes <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's easy to, you know, think a guy can do good When he's only doing like 30 second squashes every week
0: Bro, when I saw, when I saw Baron Corbin in uh, NXT for the first time I was like, bro, this guy's gonna be like Diesel This guy's gonna be a Kevin Nash type eh, <laughs> Yeah But uh, yeah, no, I thought Hickaleo Even uh, his brawling on the outside was really good But, the, you know, the, the real story here was Goto and White They had some great sequences against one another Trading Saito suplexes uh, white countering attempts at the uh Ushiguroshi. Mm-hmm. Um I really dug what they were doing out there. Yeah, they were doing yeah, there was some great stuff out there. So uh And they got me excited for the first time in a while in a Goto match.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean and the crowd they were like you mentioned earlier, like the crowd was behind Goto because they hated Jay so much. Yeah. And wanted to see Goto get a win here. So, you know, towards the end, um Goto is fighting back with clotheslines and um Gato distracts Goto, um, and then White tries to take advantage, but uh, Goto hits the Ushigoroshi, and he does one for Hikaleo also, and then he follows up with the GTR on Hikaleo and gets the pin, the win for the team. So Goto and Taguchi get the win over Jay White and Hikaleo, uh, giving Goto some momentum heading into wrestling Hinokuni.
0: Yes, absolutely. So nothing too spectacular here, but it built very well to Goto and White, with all their hot exchanges And I'm actually looking forward to that match This is the most uh, I've looked forward to A Goto match Since I gotta say like I wanted to say the Taichi match But um, And I know he had the match With Will Ospreay but I feel like this is the most invested I've been in him since like the G1 Yeah yeah. Also fun, Funny story my brother Who's been getting into New Japan Pro Wrestling He was like how many G1's have there been I was like oh man well there's been like 28 G1's And then before that there was like 14 You know Tournaments that preceded it in New Japan And that derives from the world's Strongest league from back in old JWA like this goes way 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 back and he's like okay He's like yeah I've been watching all the Jay White Matches from last year and I was like oh my God (laughs) (laughs) He's like they're not very good. <laughs> he's like, it's the same thing every time, man. He's like, he, you know, they get pushed into red shoes. He hits him with the low blow, they hits him with a finisher. This guy is not very good. And I was like, bro, why are you doing this? Like, why are you? Just ask me what you should be watching from now on. Like,
1: yeah, your brother has been just like going all over the yeah, place. Yeah, he's all over
0: the place. I was like, bro, you're in the wrong block. Could you imagine like not knowing and you're just watching a block from last year when you got the the b block just all...
1: sitting there? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so let's move on to the next matchup here. Um, the main event? Nope, not. The oh main my bad. Event. <laughs> yeah, we got the, one of those. I'm uh, so
0: used to it being the main event because because of the entire road, like, 2, road 2 shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: we had you know the chaos um, Lij, one of the chaos Lij matches that we were talking about. We have Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshihashi, Show and Yo. Taking on Naito, Evil, Bushi, Sonata, and Shingo. And dude, once again, this match delivered. It was freaking awesome. I love the sequences. You you, you never get a bad
0: LIJ versus Chaos Multi Man. You just don't. Yeah. Even when they're like not the best, mm-hmm. they're still really good.
1: Yeah, I just love the sequence uh with Evil and Ishii dude. There's trading forearms for so long just back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth
0: there was a moment where i was like they don't look like they're really laying into these forearms too much like they're kind of going soft but then they just kept going, kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going and then it was building and building and then they're getting harder and harder and i was like okay okay i see what you guys are doing i take it back
1: yeah dude that was just awesome of course they did the, you know the whole the shoulder block um tackle test try and knock each other down and you yeah, the way that Evil and Ishii are going, like, I'm all, you know, hyped up to see the one-on-one match coming up on Dantaku.
0: Yep, and, you know, we we also got good exchanges between Yo and Shingo um, to start off the match. But some, a big portion of the match was Okada and Sonata going at it, which was, uh, I think that they have some of the best sequences in the match as well. Also, Sho and Shingo, obviously, like, that has just been continuing on and on.
1: You know what else I, I'm really liking from these multi-man matches the interactions with Okada and Shingo Oh yeah Oh yeah Dude they can't keep Shingo at Junior for much longer
0: Bro Shingo is the
1: freaking man dude Dude I I literally like love Shingo more and more After every single match he's in When he's in the ring Like he demands your attention And he's just so So smooth So brutal Lariats are killer, strikes are killer The facial expressions are great And he's got going in there toe-to-toe With guys like Okada And Ishii and Goto And I'm just like, dude, I want to see Shingo Versus Okada for the title So bad, so badly uh, Yeah, dude I'm all in on Shingo as a heavyweight I am too
0: uh, I really, really like
1: this uh, The
0: match went a bit long for an undercard multi-man it Went a little over sixteen minutes But mm-hmm. it flew by Never slowed down. Um Naito and Yoshihashi also, you know, basically closed out the match. Once, once Naito and Yoshihashi got into the ring, it was kind of obvious at that point how it was going to end. Mm-hmm. We got a destino, and um you know, one, two, three, pretty much. Although Yoshihashi did get a sequence where he hit that beautiful lariat that he hits, and all yeah, almost hit, that, got that, hit that
1: Western lariat, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought Yoshiaoshi looked pretty good in this match. Also, yeah, this was overall, you know, a very great matchup. And like we mentioned, man, these L.I.J. Chaos matches always deliver. The
0: L.I.J. Rapongi 3K sequences have been good enough to actually get me excited for their upcoming tag title match in a division that we've had a lot of criticisms about.
1: Yeah. And, you know, um, that match, that's the main event of the 2 show. I think that's on the 24th. So they're the main event, you know they're, they're gonna get time So this could be the best Punky 3K um, LIJ Junior Tag Match That we get Absolutely um, So moving on, we have the Semi-main event match of the night The IWGP US Champion Juice Robinson Taking on the Rogue General of the Bullet Club Bad Luck Fale Big title defense here for Juice, and of course, uh, going into this match, the whole one of the, the key points, one of the key story points here was you know Juice saying he wants to body slam Bad Luck Fale, and Fale is like being like you know there's no way that Juice is gonna be able to slam me. So of course you know as soon as the bell rings, uh, you know Juice, um, you know Fale you know attacks before the bell and takes control, but then Juice fights back and immediately he looks to uh, power slam. Uh, Fale, and of course, ain't happening at the beginning, and that was pretty much the whole story of the match. I mean, t- this was your classic big man versus little man matchup, where the smaller man is trying his best to get some offense and to and to you know take out the bigger man, and it all built you know it, it built up to the crescendo moment of the match where Juice was finally able to buy slam Fale.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they did a great job here. You know, I gotta tell you, this match was good. Yeah, I- this match was good, man. I I was really like loathing the idea of seeing Juice paired up with Fale. Um, Fale is such a such a divisive character because there's sometimes we put trust in him and faith, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, it's it's Fale. He plays his role so well. When he shows up, he really shows up, and this you know, and I'll give a prediction. I'll say a match with him is gonna be good, and then it'll bomb, and then I'm like, I should have known. It's Fale, but then he'll turn around and. You know, turn out something great, and I think he did a great job here in this match. He had his working boots on. Um, this is the best he's looked since the match he had with Okada um, earlier in the year. Um, which that's like two pretty good matches out of Fale Plus the the match with um with Will Osprey earlier during the the New Japan Cup was also very good. Yeah, so, yeah, Fale's turning out a couple. He's turning out a good body of work this year.
1: Yeah, I just want, you know, everybody to be clear. This is a good match, but it's definitely you no, know, it's not like a match of the year contender or match of the month contender. But like you were mentioning earlier with the Chase and uh, Mikey Nichols match, this match was another great storytelling match. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't your your normal, you know, quote unquote, you know, New Japan. House style match. This was again a similar kind of southern style, territory style. I, I actually
0: I wouldn't call this a territory match. You know what? This reminded me of like a
1: classic WWE type match. You that's know? what I guess that's what I meant. Yeah, like a more of old, yeah old like school, a, like an
0: old school sports entertainment. You could easily see something like this in in the Philadelphia spectrum or right, yeah. or the, the the Los Angeles uh, where where they used to go, the LA Sports Arena.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, But you know I gotta say man I think Juice is so Underrated I I think this guy is so great And I don't think uh, Enough people talk about how great Juice Robinson Is His selling in this match was awesome And it made Fale Look like a monster And it helped you got invested and wanted you to see Juice Come back and then when he was on The offense he was fired up He was intense And you could get behind this guy Dude, Juice is so good
0: His selling was great in this match Really, really great I liked, uh, for instance, as an example how good it was At one point, after getting his back worked over um, Extensively by Fale Which, by the way, great psychology The fact that this man's trying to body slam you He needs his lower back, so you attack the back That's just good That's just good psychology That's mm-hmm. good storytelling uh, Juice goes back on the offensive and he's selling his back. He hits a cor- uh, cannonball in the corner on Fale, and then immediately falls over sells and sells the back. back. Yes, and then he's unable to follow up on it, which is so
1: so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, towards the end, uh, they had a great uh, spot where Fale is looking for the bad luck fall. Well, before that, he, he,
0: the grenade. That's right, yeah, he hit the grenade. He hits, yeah, he hits the grenade on Juice, and I was like, oh my god, they took the belt. I bid on it, bro. I was like, they took the belt off Juice, and then um, he kicks out of the grenade, and then Bad Luck Follet looks for the Bad Luck Fall. Yeah,
1: and that that spot was really good because literally it looked like Juice was about to come down for the Bad Luck Fall, and that was going to be it, but um, Juice is able to slip out the Bad Luck Fall. He hits a beautiful left hand of God um, Goes to the top Hits a cr- high cross Another left hand of God um, And then he finally hits the big body slam on Juice Crowd's going crazy And he follows up with the pulp friction One, two, three, Puts the rogue general away And Juice is still your IWGP US champion Third defense Building some momentum Yep so, um, yeah, so hopefully we've
0: gotten to a point where Juice uh, will start to have more of a credible U.S. title run. And they'll put him in the right spot, you know, on the card to kind of show that off. Um, Match had really good heat just all throughout. The crowd was really into Juice. Um, lots of sympathy on him as well. Uh, even when the crowd got quiet, it was more so due to the fact that they're being respectful and like very tuned in and intensive. You can kinda tell when a crowd dies. This crowd never died, even when they got quiet. Like they were tuned into everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. They they bit at all the parts where they're supposed to bite. They pop for all the stuff. Um you know, I thought this I, I just thought this match was really, 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 really good. Um yeah. yeah. I, I'm impressed with both guys. Hat, hats off to them. Congratulations. Yeah.
1: So, solid bro, defense there for juice. Three and three quarters, bro. Think I was uh, three and a half on this one Three and three quarters bro Yeah this was was a solid Outing right here Um, Question let's see we have a question About this matchup uh, from Our boy Muzza he says uh, Who do you see challenging Juice for the US belt next The only name I can think of is Goto That's
0: a possibility Um, Who would you like to see challenge?
1: Well, I feel like the next challenger, I feel, is probably going to come from the Ring of Honor side. Because, um, you know, we're getting ready to go into the Best of the Super Juniors tour. And I, I, I think that's the same time as the War of the Worlds tour. So I believe Juice is going to be on the War of the Worlds tour, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. But I could see, um, you know, Juice defending against, you know, like a Bully Ray. Ooh, no. Or, you know, like a Silas Young or a uh, Shane Taylor from the Ring of Honor side. I almost but, thought
0: about like, well, what about like Kenny King?
1: Yeah, there, but, but, but he's in the, the title picture. Yeah, but you know there are going to be some New Japan guys on the world of the world tour. Goto is going to be one of those guys, so they could do Juice and Goto. Um, they could do you know Juice and Evil. I think would be a good one to do um, on a Ring of Honor show. Um, so yeah, I think potentially one of those guys. Um, either It's either from, from the New Japan side Probably Evil or Goto From the Ring of Honor side I could see you know one of the dishonorable heel guys Either Bully Ray, Shane Taylor, or Silas Young That makes
0: sense to me um, On the New Japan side I think you said Evil or Goto Yeah Those are possibilities I'm just trying to think if there's anyone that we're like Kind of forgetting Because um, Taichi pretty much has a Never, never shot
1: lined up mm. I mean the other guy That's been picking up Singles wins now is uh, Mikey Nichols And uh, even though they've been kind of teaming together Nichols is chaos and Juice is suki Goon, or slash team to Gucci Japan wherever you want to kind of uh, Put him in so they I mean They could do Nichols versus Juice I guess
0: Let's get this Hikaleo run Going no <laughs> not, uh, let's get this uh, Not Hikaleo what's his face um, Oh my god I'm forgetting his Name Tam. Uh, not Tamma what am I wh- Hinare uh, No that's not realistic You know what is a possibility though If he wins his match with Evil What about Ishii
1: That is a possibility You know especially Ishii's had some history with the US title Being in that the finals of the tournament Against uh, Kenny Omega um, To determine the first US champion um, So you know And Ishii's I think, Is a guy I think Juice uh, could beat And it would be a great win For Juice and help establish Juice as a top guy and help Establish the US title um, As you know A legitimate title in New Japan Pro Wrestling Absolutely So
0: that is going to Bring us from the semi-main event into The big one, the one that everyone The, the whole world's been waiting for with Bated breath, the main event Kota Ibushi Defending the IWGP Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship against The reigning Rev Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight Champion Zack Saber Jr. Zach
1: Saber time, and man, this was an excellent main event. I gotta say, I love the chemistry between Kota Ibushi and Zach Saber Jr. I feel like their styles just mesh so well with the heavy striker in Kota Ibushi, and you have the heavy submission grapple heavy guy in Zack Saber Jr. I think those styles just clash so well and create a masterpiece every time these guys step in the ring. And this match was just epic.
0: Yeah, one thing I like about it is you have two guys that have such distinct styles. Kota Ibushi with his, you know, uh, you know, K one level striking ability and his, you know, just athleticism, just, you know, the dives and the flips and, and everything of that nature. Kind of going up against this technical, you know, the technical technical acumen of Zack Sabre Jr. And all of his um, catch is catch style, just the groundwork. And neither of these guys deviating from what brought them to the dance, but just working their very distinct styles against one another. And that has always been the story of their matches, going back to their 1st meetup a few years ago at the G1 Climax, um, that... You know, it's always the story of who can work their game better than the other guy. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, whoever can pull the other guy into their into their game and into their world usually is the guy that walks around walks away with his hand raised. And again, this
1: match did not disappoint. Right, and with that, it was a little bit of a different tale here because this match ultimately was a Zack Saber match, and um, Zack was catching Abushi in submissions left and right, and really had Abushi scrambling. Um, in the you know beginning and middle of this matchup here, but um, eventually Abushi was able to overcome that. Well, no, I don't think that
0: that deflects from what I was saying because if you if you think about it, uh, Kota Ibushi wasn't trying to play Zach's game. Right. You know, the same way that like a stand up MMA fighter tries to sprawl and brawl, not go to the ground with like a say a great jiu-jitsu fighter. That's kind of the whole thing there. Every time he got to the ground, he's either looking to get to the ropes or he's not looking to grapple with Zack Saber. Right. Um, Actually where I think that Zach messed up was Zach got dragged into Bushi's game
1: Right. There are several moments where um, Sabre would try To go toe to toe with Ibushi And strike you know Sabre does have some great European uppercuts but they were No match for Ibushi's um, ch- uh, Chops And palm strikes and there was just one Chop where he just Ooh, l- he chopped him, him right in the middle of that bird chest And just
0: leveled Sabre Some of the great stuff about this match Um you know, early on, a very competitive between the two, but Zach just starts to work over Abushi's neck, and as you know, Ibushi, you know, does ha- has had a broken neck in the past. He has
1: that surgically repaired
0: neck. Surgically repaired neck, and um, yeah, it wasn't it. It wasn't like Zach was just working over Ibushi for super extended periods of time, but every time he would get the offensive, he would target that neck, which was really really great. But yeah. what I liked about it was Ibushi got plenty of. You know, Chances at offense on his own Even though it was definitely the Zach match It wasn't like The long Zach match where it's all Nothing but you know him working holds There was something in this match Though that I saw that I didn't like Hmm. There was a point where He locked up a triangle choke And I mean he really locked it up I mean he had his foot behind His uh, Behind the back of his other knee I mean it was locked as deep as you could get and instead of like trying to Utilize that to tap out Kotobushi He let go and then transitioned to a double Arm bar which I, I Understand some of the time the, the storyline Reasons and the psychology Reasons why he Does a lot of these uh, submission Transitions but this was like a you're about to be finished type of submission And then he just let it go for no good reason That kind of took me a little bit out of the match That's just yeah. my like. I remember, I remember
1: you made that comment when we were watching it And I, I said to you, you know, I think that's a thing Where like, you know, you being a you know, diehard MMA guy and you know Having an MMA experience, you see stuff like that And you catch that But I think to the normal pro wrestling fan Who doesn't watch MMA or does is not As smart on MMA Like that's the kind of something they kind of Would miss or not really catch
0: yeah, and but you know what I also think though, fans are becoming more and more educated, especially the crowd in Japan. They're a very educated crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about a fan base that you know has grown up watching Pride and watching Pancrase and you know all these other MMA you know sh- you know shoot style promotions. They, they, they kind of know about
1: this stuff so I was a little surprised it you know It's just a little gripe I had
0: right.
1: but um, Dude, there was one counter I loved here um, towards the beginning of the match where Kota is going for the Kamagoye, but Sabre counters and turns it into a butterfly lock yeah that was awesome way better than Yoshihashi so uh, yeah yeah he had, he had that thing locked in we were and watching right it
0: and you're like that's a real butterfly yes lock.
1: He had that thing locked in right cranked on the neck Like
0: that looked like it could be a finish There was a part in the match that was really funny Where Kevin Kelly said um, That Zack Sabre Jr. is the master Of the dark art of catch wrestling Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny Because like you know Catch wrestling is pretty much considered Like an honorable and like clean Style of combat but like Mm -hmm. the way Zack Does it he's just a total dick And just really brutal and just Nasty with the stuff he does Mm -hmm. So it's like everything Kevin was saying Was very apt for this match but what what really turned the tide of the match was towards the end, where um, Zach just continued to squeeze and work on Abushi's neck, and then Murder Kota came out.
1: Yes, dude, I felt like this was Kota Abushi like turning Super Saiyan. Like he got hit, and he just got angry, and it's like, dude, just took it to the next level.
0: Yeah, I I wa- I wanted to make a joke about what was it that um, <laughs> what was it that Gohan said uh, when he turned. Super Saiyan 2 for the first time
1: Uh, I'm I'm blanking right now It's been a while since I've seen that
0: episode Uh, He's just like stop it When he was uh, fighting Cell Or he's like you're not gonna hurt my (laughs) friends Yeah he just freaks out That's like what Kotobushi does But Yeah. um, Yeah the slap battle towards the end of the match Was so aggressive Like way more aggressive than usual And I think that that was awesome because it's so visceral And so visual And it played into the story That we're describing where like Kodabushi starts working his game, and and Zach obliges and starts
1: trying to strike with kotabushi Right, it's like Zach. He he kind of got like he got worried. He got he got flustered. He's like, all right, this guy's firing up. Like I can't keep up with him. I I, I got to do something. I got to do something.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing too, is like Zach is. It's interesting because Zach can strike. Yes, he can strike, but. He's punching above his weight Is basically the story So like he'll hit guys with strikes And they'll, they'll be solid They'll be clean He doesn't have the heavyweight power To really put them away And every time he gets hit He's so frail And so brittle And like th- That was always the story In like those Walter matches And some of the other heavyweights He's wrestling That Like they tell that story
1: so great With him and Kotobushi Yeah and I got, uh, To Zach's credit He sells strikes so well Yeah Which makes it look yeah. even better Especially you know Especially those Walter matches I'm gonna there. do I'm gonna do
0: my uh My um my Dave Meltzer here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The one thing I... I Dave, d- Dave, yeah, 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 yeah. Dave just cuts people off. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he moves on with what he's saying and yeah. just
1: totally disregards the, like, Brian. Or, or Brian or Garrett. Or yeah, Garrett, yeah. But, dude, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one thing, though, that I hate about Saber selling is when it comes to clotheslines or Larry's. Because he just rolls over? Like, I, every time the clothesline hits him, like, in the middle of his stomach... Or like he just falls straight back and has his like feet up. And, it's, like, it just looks awkward every time. I'm like, i kind of like it. I Kind of like it. I, I don't.
0: I, I, bro, I'm. I like when wrestling just kind of looks not
1: rigid and rough. Rigid and rough. It I, doesn't I always get look that. But dude, there's when when somebody hits a lariat clean. They you like, want them
0: to go up in the air and fly? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so
1: I want them to do you know the crazy like coda bump. You know, lay on their neck. You know, off the lariat. Uh, but. Yeah, but besides that, you know, Saber Saber selling is great and was great in this match.
0: Well, um, to kind of wrap this up, these guys
1: had a hell of a finishing sequence. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, Saber, uh, Kota Bushi tries to channel his inner. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, goes for a Bomaye, but Saber moves out the way and cradles him for a near fall. Yep. Uh, Bushi cuts him off with a head kick. He hits the last ride, which gets a near fall. Uh, Saber comes back and counters into the octopus hole, but uh, Ibushi escapes with a go-to sleep and falls it up with another knee that Kamagoye One, two, three Kota Abushi successfully defends the IWGP IC title. Yep, and not only that, um, prior to the to the
0: uh, sequence you were talking about, they had a bunch of exchanges of holds and cradles and pin attempts and submissions. This was really like top-level stuff. Um, I could see where some people might criticize this match as being an extended version of the shorter matches they've had in the G1 that we've seen in the past mm-hmm. with a lot more of the Zack stuff kind of meandering in the middle. But overall, uh, that didn't really take away from the match too much for me because I felt like it was building to- towards the end. And in a main event spot, I thought this was great. I do f- kind of feel like they still have a better match in them. This didn't live up to my high, lofty expectations uh, meaning it didn't, you know, quite reach the same levels as their match from the G one climax this past year. With that being said, these guys have never had anything that was below four stars. These guys have had nothing but great matches, and I went four and a half on this. Yeah, I also one, one of the best matches of the year
1: so far. Yeah, I also went four and a half. I was very high on this main event, and I thought this tapped off um, mm-hmm. what was a great show and you know, easy show to watch. Easy show to watch, really good show, man. Um, and There's a lot of interesting uh, post matchup stuff we gotta talk about So, you know, Ibushi is um, celebrating And then out comes Tetsuya Naito uh, He comes out and, you know, says, you know He would like to apply to be the challenger for the IC title He looks at the back says, you know, nobody else is coming out um, He's like, you know, what do you say? And Ibushi tells him to shut up, <laughs> tranquilo uh, And he says, you know, see sí. And accepts the challenge So uh, at some point uh, We're going to get another Naito vs. Ibushi IC title match Um, Then we get the confetti Big celebration Um, We get um, Ibushi, he goes to the back And he's doing his post-match promo They got the beer set up there He's like is this ginger ale <laughs> And they're like no it's not ginger ale He's like yeah certainly this is ginger ale <laughs> He's like let's, let's all cheer They're like you know that's not ginger ale He's like yes it is <laughs> And he like shotguns Bro he shotgunned the crap out of it Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then some Oh
0: other- there's like a freshman at a freaking like uh, What's it called like um, I ruined the joke At like a sorority party Or yeah, like, an yeah. attorney party just like like, chug, chug, chug Like, he freaking killed that crap
1: Yeah, and then in his, uh, also in his comments You know, he said, you know He, he was asking them, he was like, you know am I, What am I doing the rest of this tour? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not booked, he's like I want to fight Naito every night Like, put me in there in Naito And so later on in the news, I'll kind of go over Some of the changes we have to the, the Dantaku tour with Ibushi wanting to um, Get in there with Naito
0: Now, I gotta tell you, I know we're gonna talk about it here But before we do, I just gotta say When I saw Naito come out to challenge for this title, I said, no! (laughs) Oh my god, why? Stay
1: away Yeah, so we got some questions about that One thing I want to point out before we get into those questions uh, We also had a a tweeted statement from Zack Sabre Jr. saying, Kodakun, we made the right choice, mate
0: Well, let's discuss that, but I want to, because we're probably not going to talk about the show I just want to say one last thing about it Uh, They drew 4,731 fans to the Aichi uh, Prefectural uh, Gym Which is one of the highest uh, drawing cards that they've done in the past
1: like three years Which means
0: New Japan's still hot and they're still doing good business in
1: Nagoya All the numbers I've been seeing, you know, New Japan, like the business in Japan is still hot
0: well you know why, it's because they got rid of all those western elements Thank
1: <laughs> god Freaking AEW chumps Oh my gosh And good riddance too Man's <laughs> um, Alright so let's get into these questions First question comes from Reddit user JQNCG And he says The inevitable What the hell are they doing with Naito? Well that is a great question Um <laughs> Um I
0: think we should also address Jai Bryan I think we should address all three of these questions At the same time So, Muzza 44 asked us Why are they going back to Naito Versus Ibushi You would think Naito would want to move on from that belt And Jai Bryan uh, uh, Sent in a question He says Do you see Naito losing to Ibushi For a fourth time in a row So what the hell are they doing with Naito Don't you think Naito Should move on from the belt and is this man gonna take a fourth loss in a row?
1: Yeah, this is this is a, a very interesting development because you know once oh you know what, but we we need to just you know I apologize we need
0: to let's address those but let's let's talk about that Kota Kun we made the right choice mate. Tweet. Okay. So um, th- I thought that that was awesome. You know every it, it was very uh, publicized that Zack Saber Jr. as well as Kota Ibushi took place in the. Uh, WWE Cruiserweight Classic. What year was that? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. So we're almost three years removed from that, and WWE made a very, very large play to try to sign both of these guys. They both made it to the semifinals of the tournament, getting knocked out in the in the semifinals. And you know, the, the whole reason that they were both knocked out was due to the fact that neither of them were going to sign with WWE. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. Both guys continue their careers. They end up working independent in their country. You know, uh, you know, most uh, for Zack Saber here in the states as well as in Japan, and then Kota Bushi over in Japan, some some in the states, and then both of these guys have have now officially like they're fully signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach last year, Kota this just recently, and I don't, you saw that
1: like he you saw the yeah I will say I failed to mention the post match in his post match uh, promo in the ring he said he announced to the crowd you know I'm now officially I belong to New Japan
0: yeah I saw him make a statement uh, about the term length of how long he's gonna be with with New Japan he said until I die basically yeah he's like the term is until I die
1: I know there was a a, a free press conference up on New Japan World where you know. Abushi uh, signed his deal and he was, you know, they had the handshake. They did the Triple H handshake picture with him and Kadani. Uh, that's where he said the statement. Where yeah. He's like,
0: the, the, the length of the term of my contract is until I stop breathing. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's all all in. All in. <laughs> yeah. All in. But um, that, yes, yeah, so that's crazy. But uh, Zach Sabre was like, man,
1: we made the right choice, mate. You, could you imagine if Sabre and Abushi signed? Like, there's no telling what the heck they'd be doing right now You know, it
0: kind of depends on the timing Because if they would have signed, like, maybe, say, within the past year Maybe we'd see them on Raw, kind of like how we're seeing Ricochet right now Take on Bobby Roode
1: Robert Robert Roode Is he Robert Roode now? <laughs> yeah
0: He is? Yeah Oh, okay uh, Old school
1: Yeah, I'm like Throwing, Ra- it, throwing it back Raw Ra is turning into Impact Yeah <laughs> Uh, but
0: you know, I feel like if they would have signed in 2016, that's not where we would have seen these guys. You know, we would have seen them in the 205 Live wrestling. Well, yeah,
1: I mean they were in the CWC, so I'm sure at that time
0: wrestling A- Aria Davari, the and, 205 Legend, <laughs> wrestling you know uh,
1: Mike canellis Enzo Amore, bro. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. They would. They would have had you know Ibushi putting over Enzo.
0: And look at these guys. They're top stars and one of the top companies in the world. They got all. You know all the options at their you know fingertips. Yeah, they they made the right choice. Yeah, they made the right choice.
1: All right, so let's address these questions. So, what the hell are they doing with Naito? Why are they going back to Naito Abushi? Um, and you know, do we see Naito losing to Abushi for a fourth time in a row? And you know, after Abushi beat Naito at the G One Supercard I'm like, okay, he beat. Uh, naito, he has the white strap Like his heroes, Tanahashi and Nakamura We're going to get this Abushi IC run Naito is going to rebound He's going to, you know, kind of lay low And then eventually get into the G1 And fire up Win the G1, he eventually get in the heavyweight title picture or Who knows, maybe he challenged with the minion Like, he's getting back in the heavyweight title picture But now Comes out, we're getting this Abushi naito match again Here's
0: the thing um, You know Hi, let's say hypothetically, Naito wins the IC belt back. It's not a bad spot to be in. It's not at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the IC belt is the second most prestigious title in the company, and I I feel like it's, you know, when you talk about secondary titles, they're secondary titles and they're secondary titles, and almost no secondary title in any company today is treated as prestigiously or with as much re- like reverence and respect as the I- IWGP IC title. So, if that's where they slot him And that's where they want him to be Going into, say, the G1 Climax That's fine You know, if that's how they see him That's not a bad spot The thing is The fans have been waiting For years now Yeah, dude For, for the coronation of Tetsuya Naito And it's like I don't know what to think about this
1: Yeah, because I mean it's, you, you put him in a tough spot here Because more than likely If he wins the IC title He's probably Not winning the G1 And he's probably not winning The belt this year Or at Wrestle Kingdom Well you know this could also
0: play into the storyline that they were trying to play up
1: earlier in the year wanted him to have both win both belts
0: well at least have the the ic title and challenge for the iwgp title yeah also we've had questions ourselves. you know we're looking already we're starting to look forward well what do we do at dominion what does naito do what's his next step and we didn't really have a solid answer for that well now you know given that we already have the dates for most of the tours we already know it's I think it's unlikely that we're gonna see these guys wrestle before Dominion. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, they're not wrestling in a one-on-one match. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna the, talk- only,
0: the only thing I could see them potentially doing is like maybe they, maybe they wrestle each other at like best of the Super Junior finals.
1: Yeah. Let me uh, pull up right now uh, the changes to the Dontaku tour instead of waiting for the news since we're kind of talking about this stuff. Because they're not wrestling right at Dontaku, right? No. So this is what's the changes that are happening. Um, so on April 22nd In Korkin Abushi will be teaming With Ishii, Okada And Rapungi 3K to take on LIJ That's going to be fire Yeah um, Then on April 26th We have a six man Abushi, Ishii, and Okada Oh wow Against Naito, Evil, and Sonata And then on May 3rd and May 4th we have uh, two six-man tags. It's going to be a Bushi and Rapungi three K against Naito and Bushi and Chingo, both mm. nights So yeah, they're, they're so, not. So
0: they're building towards yeah, it. Uh, they're not
1: wrestling one-on-one, but they are. They are building toward. Well, you know,
0: it would make sense for them to potentially do that as a partial headliner for the best of the Super Junior Finals mm-hmm. because they got it. They're, they're going to be at Sumo Hall, right? Mm-hmm. That I feel like. You can't hold off all the way to it's Dominion, that's in June. So probably in May, probably at Best Super Juniors. And you know what? They'll probably be on that tour. Yeah. That's probably what they're going to do.
1: Yeah. Teaming with like uh, Bushi and Shingo one in the off nights.
0: And Super Juniors is going to be a big show this year. Like, you know, the finals is going to be a big big show. So that makes a lot of sense that that's probably what they'll do. I hadn't thought about it till now.
1: Yeah. So, but, but yeah, but the result is like you got a Bushi on this roll now, with the IC. He's signed. You got him. You got him belted up, and he's he's cooking. But I don't want a Bushi to lose right now. But I don't think Naito should lose this match either. Like like um, they put- Jai Brian say here, this would be the fourth time in a row. Yeah, I think the- can, can Naito survive this loss?
0: Yeah, I think the the last time he beat him. Uh bushy beat Naito in the G1, right? Yeah So that was the first time And then uh, in the New Japan Cup this past, you know, this past couple months ago He won in the first round And then again uh, at the MSG show So that's, you know And each time that they've been in a match with one another High stakes, high, high stakes Because, you know, the Naito Abushi match was a match that, you know, kind of Offset any chance for Naito to potentially win the G1 Um, It knocked out uh, Naito from the uh, New Japan Cup and then you know, he beat him on the big stage for the belt in New York So and every single time we've been torn and every single time it's been a tough spot and every single time the match has been great So it's it's really difficult because part of me is like man. I love watching these guys wrestle I'm so hyped for the match and every time I see it see a new matchup between them. I'm like, ooh This one's gonna be better than the last one. Yeah but, um, now I'm just like, God what is, what do you you know what do you do? I kind of was hoping that from a booking standpoint, they'd move past this and then maybe bring them back together at a later date, like yeah. way later,
1: maybe in the G1, yeah, or
0: I don't know, maybe even later than that, yeah, but um this is what we're getting, so you know I don't know what to think. It's like okay, so you could have night to lose. Mm-hmm. And then you could get him prepared for a G1 run And then, you know, throw the dice where you may Or you could have Naito win the belt Because, you know Ibushi's already had a successful defense And maybe get the belt off Ibushi Get him prepared for the G1 um, I don't think it's the end of the world either way My whole thing is like Abushi just re-signed Or just signed mm-hmm. We're off to the races with Ibushi yeah. You know, we're they're going with this guy What about Naito? You know, we've been waiting and waiting, and and you know what? All the like people who cover New Japan, all the people who write about it, all the podcasters, any, anyone with opinion is always like, give them time, give them time, just have some patience. But we've been hearing it for years and years now, and I'm starting to be like, yo, it's getting a little a little crazy now, and yeah, it's yeah. like you can only do this for so long before you actually hurt the guy's
1: credibility. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel this point. Ron. Naito Naito needs to go into Raven mode. What about me? What about Naito? Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I I had a question for all the Lij fans, and I would love their feedback. Maybe I'll do a Twitter poll. But like, what do you want to see here? Like, would you rather see Naito win and get the IC belt again, or would you rather him lose, hoping that he wins the G one? I would love to know that. So I'm gonna put a poll up on the Twitter. And get some feedback from you, Lij fans, or just New Japan fans in general. What do you guys want to see happen here in this situation for Naito? Because this, yeah, this is a tough spot for Naito to be in. Yep, and it's a tough spot for us as the fans to
0: be in as well, because we don't know what to expect and we don't know what to think. And I'm just like, I don't know what's gonna happen here, man.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our coverage on Sen Goku Lord. Um, so we have a couple uh, Big matches coming up next week Along with a big show um, So on the Road to wrestling Dontaku April 24th That is Liger's 30th anniversary match We have Taguchi, Tiger Mask and Liger Taking on the team of Desperado Kanemaru and Suzuki The funny thing is it's not really
0: Liger's 30th anniversary It's the 30th anniversary of the Liger Character Right was like it's just so funny how they keep kayfabe up like 30 years of liger but it's like yeah but what about uh you know Yama- Kiji Yamada like never
1: mind that <laughs> never mind that yeah uh, so
0: but yeah we, we we talked about this earlier you know the heat between liger and Suzuki he's got a lot of uh, history with Desperado and Kanemaru as well and you know we got him here teaming with longtime tag team partner Tiger Mask 4 as well as the the coach Taguchi
1: so, yeah, man, who do you, you think is going to walk with a W here?
0: Oh, I'm going with Liger. Mm. You think they're going to try to get heat and set up something for the future with him and Suzuki?
1: I don't know, man. It's just like, you look at that team, I, I see three juniors, and then I, I see Suzuki with two juniors.
0: Um, but I, don't you feel like Liger could easily pick up a win over... Desperado like, or, or Kanemaru? Yeah,
1: I do. Uh, I just...
0: I'm going to... I'm going to go with Liger just because it's not his retirement match. It, you know what I'm saying? It's not right. him going out on his shield. So, for me, that's just going to be my uh, my guess. All right.
1: I'm going to go with uh, Suzuki-Gun winning. Ooh, Getting the heat. Hot take. Getting the heat to set up a one-on-one match. Then the other big match that we have on the Road to Wrestling Don Tour on April 26th rapungi 3K will be defending their IWGP Junior Tag Titles against Shingo and Bushi. You know, I don't have too much
0: to say about this because it's a match we've seen many times. Um, oh my God! <laughs> uh, live, live audio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at the screen. That's Bray Wyatt, right? Yes. Oh, what? Okay, so we're looking at the screen. I can't hear the noise, but he's wearing a. Uh, a sweater and some khakis, and there, it says something about a f- fun house.
1: It, look, it looks like a Blues Clues set up.
0: Yeah, it looks like the Pee Wee Herman show. Yo, this is some wacky crap. Yo, that guy looks like he lost a lot of weight, by the way. Either yeah. that or this red sweater is super slimming.
1: You know, he looks like he lost
0: weight. Bro, they better be careful. They're about to move him into some Bo Dallas territory. <laughs> ruin this man forever. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. look at him. Dude, yeah, He's like... doing something crazy. Oh, oh my!
1: God. I, I, I can't wait to I, hear what yeah. what the One Nation boys oh, gonna say about my God. this.
0: Yeah, you guys gotta check out One Nation Radio for coverage of this. Also, Ricky and Clive wrestling show. Yeah, Scotland. Ah oh, man, this stuff's distracting, man. <laughs> Anyways, we this is a match we've seen many times. Like I said earlier in the show, uh, with all the multi man matches that they've been having, and all the great interactions between these two teams, um, I'm nothing but excited for it. Um, you know, it's just another wrinkle in a long-standing feud between them, and I think it's going to be great to see Shingo and Show wrap it, you know, go at it once again, and maybe set set up some future storylines for the uh, best of the Super Juniors. Um, you got a prediction on this one?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Rapungi 3K retaining um, and kind of riding that wave and just refocusing those guys at the top of the Junior Tag Division. Um, I think. Shingo has very good chances of winning the Best of the Super Junior and potentially even winning the junior title. So I don't think they want to put the tag, t- tag titles back on him. I think they're going to focus on Shingo as a singles after this. So I'm going with Punky 3K.
0: I really don't have too much of a, of a um, you know opinion one way or the other about which team will win, but I'll just ride with you. I think you laid out some good some good points there. Uh, and Roppongi 3K is the likely winner here
1: Alright so now let's move on to Wrestling Hino Kuni Which will be happening uh, Next Monday April 29th uh, We'll go down the full card Give our predictions here So the opening contest is a 6 man tag We got Ren Narita, Shota Umino Teaming up with uh, Tomioka Hanma To take on Yamura, Suji, And Toa Hanare so this should be good. We've got
0: uh, you know, all the young lions in here as well as Hanma and Hanari. We didn't really talk about it too much on the show, but like um did we did we ever discuss the fact that um what was the young lion that left?
1: Oh, uh Kanemitsu. Yeah, did we talk about that in the show? Yeah, it was uh, during the news section, whatever that week that was. Yeah, did so you...
0: Kanemitsu's gone and it almost feels like who was the uh the young guy from K-Dojo We haven't seen him in a while Oh
1: yeah, Ayato Yoshida
0: Yeah, we haven't heard from Yoshida in a while Yeah Like right now, aside from the uh, the LA Dojo Are these the only Young Lions in New Japan?
1: The only active Young Lions I mean, I've been looking out in the crowd And seeing some other guys yeah. That are have been doing Young Lion duties But they haven't uh, had official matches yet
0: Interesting So yeah, we got a six-man tag here This should be pretty standard um, You know, I'm gonna go with the... Um, Hanma, Umino, Narita team Just, you know, due to seniority Yeah, also going with that team as well Uh, the second match of the card We've got a, uh, what looks to be a really Fun match, we got Jeff Cobb Teaming up with Yoshihashi Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask and Ryosuke Taguchi Taking on the team of Suzuki-Gun, Taiichi Minoru Suzuki, Yoshinabu Kenomaru, El Desperado And Takamichi
1: Yeah, so Jeff Cobb is, uh Joining the tour, uh, tai Chi's had some, uh, you know, very uh, disparaging things to say about Mr. Cobb, calling yep. him Jeff Hogg and Jeff Piglet, uh, talking about his pig body, talking about his pig body and his, you know, his pig face. And... He's
0: fast shaming him, bro. Yeah, he is. Wow. Uh, Here's the thing. Um, you might have had a really great point in saying that they might still be building up to a Liger uh, Suzuki deal, and I feel like if we're gonna get Keishin Liger. It probably won't have already happened up to this point right? So maybe you're right Maybe, maybe suzuki Goon's going to beat Liger at his 30th He likes to put people over You know what? I'm going to ride with you <laughs> Minoru Suzuki is beating Liger and his team uh, During the 30th anniversary And this is going to lead to an eventual singles match Between Liger and Suzuki, hopefully
1: Yeah, so who do you think is going to win on this match?
0: Uh, I will take the champions team Jeff Cobb, Yoshihashi,
1: and, and the crew yeah, looking at the teams, uh, yeah, I, I see Taka, Mishkinohu uh, eating a um, tour of the islands. It, it's really inconsequential, to be honest with you.
0: Um, Chi could easily pick up a win here. I, I do feel like either Jeff Cobb or Chi is going to go over just to, uh, you know, set up dominance for, for, for the build for their match. But ultimately, they've got pin eaters on both sides, so it could go either way.
1: Yep, and then uh, the third match of the night We have the dream team of Will Ospreay and Dragon Lee Taking on Hikaleo and Taiji Ishimori This should
0: be Dragon Lee and Will Osprey, right? Uh, is there any, like, scenario where you see these guys losing? No Okay Yeah, Hikaleo's getting pinned But Hikaleo's the biggest guy in the match And these are all juniors I see Ospreay, uh hitting an Cutter on Hikaleo That makes sense Yeah Oh my god Fourth (laughs) match of the night We got The Bullet Club Killer Mikey Nichols The Largo Loop Legend Taking on
1: Bad Luck Fale What are we looking at here? So you know what I I actually think this I think we might get a a Heyman special here Because the fifth match is uh, Juice Robinson Versus Chase and this would be the third Juice and Chase match we've seen that, that makes sense. I don't think you, we really need to get a finish of that match, so I feel this is gonna bleed into each other, and it's gonna lead into a tag match where we have Juice and Mikey Nichols take on Fale and Chase
0: on the on that card, like that same night, like yeah. Like, hold up, playa. Yes. Hold up, playa. Yes. We're gonna turn this into a tag, tag team, team match. I don't know if that will be what happens. I could. It might be But that doesn't seem to be Gato's booking You know what he likes to do is He'll have the first match And then there'll be shenanigans The first match gets thrown out And then it leads into the second match Mm -hmm. Remember he's done that with LIJ Yeah LIJ um,
1: And um, Was it Suzuki Suzuki Yeah 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 He did it twice Yeah yeah
0: So that's a possibility But you know what I think a tag team match is the way to go here Because I'm not interested in seeing Nichols and Fale and I'm not that interested in seeing Juice and Rob and uh, Chase again. Yeah. So maybe we do turn it into a tag team match. But uh, in either case, let's because I guess we're both assuming that either one of the matches is going to get thrown out or it's going to turn to a tag. Who do you see winning? Because I think I'm going with. I'm going
1: with Juice and Nichols. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Juice. I'll go with Juice. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Then I this, think
0: this could be a recipe to be really bad, to be honest with yeah. you.
1: But yeah, I think they win, and then I think maybe Nichols challenges Juice. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That'd be cool. So next up, we got a ten-man tag show. Yo, Kota Bushi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Kazuchika Okada against Shingo Bushi, Naito, Evil, and Sonata. This is gonna be great. That's all I gotta say about that. That's gonna be great. Yeah, it, it's gonna be fire. Uh, I'm going with
0: L.I.J. I, I will go with L.I.J. as well. Uh, seventh match of the night, we have the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga, Tengaloa, taking on the most violent, violent players, Togi Makabe, and Torriano. How about Toriano has more tag team partners than anyone else like in wrestling? <laughs> he's teaming with Colt Cabana, he's teaming with uh, Togi Makabe, teams with Ishii. Taguchi, sometimes. Taguchi, like, yeah, this guy. But um, I got to go with GOD retaining. That seems to be the only thing that makes sense in my mind
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with G.O.D. retaining Especially since on um, today's row 2 show The MVPs retain the Never six Man titles So yeah, I'm going to go with um, G.O.D. retaining their IWGP tag titles
0: And then in the final match of the night The main event, Hiroki Goto taking on Switchblade, Jay White
1: Which is a match I'm looking forward to Yeah, um, this, this has the potential to be a great main event Um... I'm going with Switchblade Jay White here I uh, I am too Yeah, I feel like you, you don't want to beat Jay again So soon I feel like you need to um, Continue the perception of him being a top guy And just being able to beat anybody And uh, I think he really needs this win Going into Dominion and going into the G1 I'll say this Hino Kuni does not look to be
0: A show of the year candidate Or anything of that nature It's basically a dressed up Step above a road to show with some, we got some cool matches, but and you know, but I think a lot of the the matches are still kind of inconsequential. They're still building towards wrestling Dantaku. Mm-hmm. With that being said, though, I mean we're getting a Go J White main event. We're getting a tag team title match. We're getting another great ten man tag between Chaos and Lij. Dragon Lee and Will Ospreay teaming up is awesome. And then uh, you know this looks like this will be an easy watch. I think it's uh, a step down. From what we got with Sengoku Lord, as far as the lineup, yeah. But this is still a really good show.
1: Yeah, I think this. Yeah, Do that that ten man I think is gonna steal the steal the show. Which one? The the the, the uh, Bushi, uh, teaming up with Chaos to take on L.J. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, so that wraps up things for our wrestling Hino Hinokuni predictions, and this uh, show is on a Monday. Um, so I'm not sure what we're gonna do with the recording yet. Um, Depending on what time we get off work. We might try and cram it in uh, Before and try to record on Monday if not then we'll uh, Probably just end up watching it Monday and recording on Tuesday. Uh, So we'll keep you guys updated on that Um, Got some few off-topic questions here then we'll go into news Uh, First from reddit user Jai Brian if Ishii faces Okada at Dominion Do you think they will use it to break up chaos? (sighs) <sighs> no
0: But I don't think Ishii's facing Okada at Dominion
1: Yeah I, I don't think so either But if if they were doing that match I don't think it would be to break up Chaos um, Ishi- I, I
0: feel like in order to break up Chaos You have to have some a personal vendetta And so that would require Ishii most likely actually turning Now if Ishii turned I could see that being a death nail in in the heart of chaos. I really could. Mm-hmm. Or at least really split them up and fracture them in a major way. Cause he's like to some extent, sort of like the heart and soul of that that group. Mm-hmm. Even though like he's not the vocal piece or anything, he like carries the chaos banner. Like he represents he physically embodies what chaos like represents in modern times. Mm-hmm. So in this scenario I could see that if, like, let's say Ishii turned on Chaos and turned away from 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 his honorable ways, then maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think that that's a big enough, like, to New Japan fans, it's a big enough match. Like, it's a, it's a diehard fans dream, but I don't know if they trust Ishii enough to try to sell out a big big show like Dominion uh, against Okada. I think Okada needs a bigger opponent than that. Well, I will
1: say this: I I do think they should do something. I'd like to see him wrestle again Yeah, I do think they should do a fresh title defense for Dominion However, I will say this I do feel like New Japan Is almost getting to that point Where the brand Is the draw And not necessarily the stars And I feel like an Okada as champion Of New Japan coming in I think they would be able to draw Let's just say they did Ishii Or they did Evil I think that they would still end up having um, a great um, attendance for that show I disagree I gotta tell you, I disagree I think
0: to some to some extent On a certain level, like let's say the house show level mm-hmm. Do they draw better numbers On the house show level due to the fact That it's New Japan Pro Wrestling? Absolutely But you know, where's Dominion again? It's at uh, Osaka, Joe Hall Man, Osaka's a smart crowd, bro And that's a hot ticket. It's a big ticket. Now, could they just sell it out because it's Dominion and not announce the match ahead of time? Sure, they could. But if you notice, they have always announced the big match for the big cards like Dominion way ahead of time because it affects business. I think if you you announce Ishii and and Okada, they might do some business. But, you know, to stay financially viable and stable, they got to really, really draw. I don't think that match draws like that Not in that building on that night Unless they like re- Unless they put Ishii on some sort of Miracle run between right. now and, and
1: then I'm not saying that's going to happen but if they did that I think they would be okay I don't, uh, I really don't I think that like
0: Keep in mind this is not like the multimedia Conglomerate You know, WWE is like you know, right. A lot of their business Still derive off of house show And attendance, attendance. But I still think that they'll never take that they'll never take that chance.
1: I'm not saying they're gonna do it, but I think like I could I mean if they don't go with an outside option, I could see like a guy like Evil get, I don't, no, getting getting a title never. shot. Uh but it, it would be it would
0: be they would go with Jay White before they ever went with one of those guys. It would be Jay White, it would be Ibushi, it would be uh Naito um they would go with Suzuki before they went with Ishii, before they w- it would be Will Ospreay. Like, you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. Maybe not even Will Osprey. To be honest with you, it would it would have to be a top four guy. Um, it just would have to be. There's no way they're doing Dominion with Ishii or an Evil or a Sonata. Like there's no way. Not right now. Well, not Sonata. Sonata. He's getting a shot at. Uh, but Donald like Coffey. a guy of that level or yeah. that caliber, yeah. or like a Juice Robinson, like an upper mid guy. There's no way.
1: Yeah. So we'll have to just uh, pay attention and see what happens with that Dominion. You oh, um... know. You kind of threw out the theory that I think we talked about it last week that Jericho would be a great option. I'm still going Jericho. I think from
0: it might not actually happen, but if they're smart and if somebody from New Japan is listening, what up, Rake? <laughs> <laughs> but if they're listening, that's what you do. You 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 do whatever you need to do. You get Jericho on that card. I could totally see Jericho making another mm-hmm. surprise appearance between now and then. Mm-hmm, yeah. Maybe at the end of. Uh, this tour um, for the Dontaku shows, mm-hmm. doing a run in, attacking uh, Okada. That's what I would do.
1: Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but how would you feel if instead of calling Jericho, they call Kenny and we get another Omega oh, Okada oh. match?
0: I'm all about that all day. I don't think it's going to happen, but like. I don't
1: think it's going to happen either, but I just want I just want to throw out all possibilities. Oh my God. I, and would, I know some people. I would freak out. I would the, love there it. There are some Kenny haters out there. And they don't want to see another Omega Okada match for whatever reason. For another
0: Okada Omega match at Dominion, take my money.
1: Yeah, I I mean, take my money. Everybody knows I'm a Kenny Mark, and I'd be down for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love that. Take my money,
1: bro. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, I I definitely think if I were New Japan, I think Kenny or Jericho would be the way I would try and go for Dominion. Uh, Next question comes from our boy Maserati. He said, Yo, where's that new Bull Club cat we've been seeing vignettes about? Well, he's going to be debuting on this tour uh, I forget which night it is But there's a night where Ishimori has a mystery partner So one can only assume that's going to be El Fantasmo. So stay tuned on this uh, Dantaku tour And Phantasmo uh, should be debuting um, soon Alright, next question This one's going to be relying mainly on you, young boys. comes from our boy Jack Dean, undoubtedly Dean he uh, tweeted at us. He says, "What would you say is the defining match of each decade?"
0: That is a freaking awesome question. So, I mean, <clears throat> that's such a good question. I love this question. Do you um, do you have any opinions on matches from each decade?
1: So, you know, my my new Japan history is not as good as yours, or as good as it probably should be. Um, you know, for, you know, initially, when I, I thought about this question, the first match that popped in my head was Okada Omega for the last 10 years. But
0: That's a great choice.
1: But as we were talking about it a little bit before we started recording, you know, you mentioned Okada and Tanahashi, and kind of keying in on um, Dean's question here, that, that keyword defining, and you look back, like, Okada and Tanahashi... Definitely one of the top rivalries of the, ten, the past ten years, a feud that created Okada as a star, um, the feud that you know kind of carried New Japan into this, um, into where they're at right now, and just how epic and classic these Okada Tanahashi matches are. So I mean, it makes a lot of sense saying Okada Tanahashi. I don't know which one you go with. Do you for, go for
0: me? I think it would have to be. Um I think I go Wrestle Kingdom nine.
1: That's the first one, right? Or no, no, second one.
0: I almost said Wrestle Kingdom seven because that was the first time they wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom, and that really helped business in a lot of ways. But I gotta say Wrestle Kingdom nine because Wrestle Kingdom nine was that seminal show that drew all the Western audience. Mm-hmm. It,
1: it
0: it marked a huge uptick and upturn in in business for them, and it was also the moment where. Um, we thought that Tanahashi was passing the torch to Okada.
1: I said nah.
0: Tanahashi said nah, and Okada. Left, high fly flow. <laughs> Okada left the ring in tears. Yes. Um, you know, you could. I think you could also go with the first match they ever had, where Okada upset Tanahashi for the title, as being a defining moment. But I feel like Wrestle Kingdom. The match at Wrestle Kingdom nine between Okada Tanahashi, for me, that's gotta be the defining moment. You know, within this past decade, from 2010 to 2019, right now that for me is the defining match of this decade. Um, if we're gonna go back a bit into the Delorean, yeah. chilling with my boy Kushida and uh, Doc Brown <laughs> to to Gucci um, for the 2000s, that's like the dark period of New Japan. the yeah, dark wrestling, ages. Yeah, the dark ages. For me, I would say the defining match and there could be better answers than this because this is kind of where some of my my fandom um wanes a bit i would go with uh um sasuke versus tenryu in the in the tokyo dome mm. one of one of the best matches of that time period um uh, you could also go with the one hour match between uh kojima and um What's his partner's name? Why do I forget? Tenzan. Yeah, Tenzan and Kojima. You could where they unified the titles. Uh, you could do that for sure. But to me, like nothing like screams that like like. It's just so defining. Like you know, having strong style like th- this representative of strong style take on this representative of King's Road, All Japan versus New Japan. Just the heat behind it, just the viciousness. We watched that match not too long ago. and That yeah. match was freaking great. That would be my answer for the two thousands. Although you you could have better answers, honestly. Um, for the nineties, there's two answers. Uh, one answer for me would be Great Sasuke and Wild Pegasus. Chris Benoit, the the finals of the uh, the uh, is it Jacob or is it the um, Jake? The super
1: or the uh, super Jacob? Yeah,
0: ninety four. Um, just because that was like the mecca of tape trading back in the day it was for a long time considered the greatest match that had ever happened in new japan pro wrestling um i also think that you could hypothetically go with um either the muto versus um takata match or you could go with um hashimoto versus takata from the uwfi new japan feud where they sold out the tokyo dome and you know, did like close to, I don't know what the number is, something ridiculous, like 60, 65,000, you know, fans. Those matches are, are very defining as far as like defining, you know, per Rezu in general in New Japan from the 90s. Um, but for me, I think I would go with Great Sasuke versus uh, Wild Pegasus. Uh, for the 80s, this one's fun. Um, I would go with the Ishin Uh, versus uh, Sekigun Um, gauntlet match from, I believe it's 1983. I think it's, to me, it's a top 10 best match of the 80s. I think it's maybe the best New Japan pro wrestling match of the 80s. Um, I'd have to take a look at who all was involved in that match. But, you know, you had Fujinami, you had Choshu, you had... uh, well, those are the two leaders. I'm trying to remember everybody that was in this match. Off the top of my head, I cannot recall everybody. But what I love about this match, it goes over an hour. It's one of the longest matches in New Japan Pro Wrestling history. But what's great about it is you get to see every single style of '80s New Japan represented in one match: brawling, the main event style, the shoot style. You know, uh, their juniors. Um, Pretty much everything is represented in one beautiful match And it's one of the most heated feuds One of the most heated matches in the history of the company Uh, I would definitely, definitely, definitely check that out And then for the 70s Because I can go back to the 70s To me That's a tough one I think there's like For defining matches There's probably like three answers to this you could easily say Carl Gotch versus Antonio Inoki for their their opening, uh, the first uh, show they ever did, the first main event. That's an that's an easy answer just because of how defining that obviously is, and uh, Inoki losing to Carl Gotch in his in the first match and uh, putting Carl Gotch over clean, which was a big 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 deal. You could also uh, argue. I don't know if it how how. Whether it falls under New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Umbrella or not, but I believe it does You could also go with the Ali versus Inoki match Which is a mm. big, big deal But to me, the one that I would pick Would have to be Billy Robinson versus Antonio Inoki From, I believe, 75 They only wrestled once It's a two out of three falls match Goes Broadway It is close to five stars It's the best match of the 70s In New Japan Pro Wrestling by far And uh, if you've never seen it, it is—it's a totally different style. You have to, you know, really appreciate the art of wrestling. I'm sure it's more catch. catch, It's catch, 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 yeah, it's catch. But the last fall is so freaking good. And I mean, Billy Robinson's one of the greatest practitioners there ever was. Him and Inoki go out there and they freaking kill it. There's very few guys in the '70s that could keep up with Inoki, and Billy Robinson is better than him. So yeah, it's great.
1: Those would be my answers Nice, so yeah, good question Dean Glad I have the knowledge of the young boy here To get a solid answer for that question Uh, Next question comes from Reddit user Dom Homie 101 He says, does it feel like a lot of the booking plans Have changed due to injuries and departures? Yes Do you think that we were supposed to get Ibushi versus Tanahashi at Dominion Before the reports came out that Tana was injured?
0: You know what? That makes a lot of sense. That probably is what was going to happen.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we have no idea what the booking plans were, but obviously with... And it makes a lot of sense with to With Ibushi me. kind of looking up to Tanahashi... And, and their the, history. The whole history of the White Strap, um, that definitely... And, I their, mean,
0: and their match from the G1 last uh, year.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we're kind of getting all the news out as we're talking, but, you know, uh, NJPW Global tweeted out today that Tanahashi has been discharged from the hospital after receiving treatment... On his left left elbow, and you know I've been kind of hearing—what if, if Ibushi wins and then defends at Dominion against Tanahashi? Still, they could do that's that. a possibility. Yeah, but one thing I want to say quick on this Tanahashi thing—I've been hearing from some people that this whole elbow injury might have been a work. Who's saying that? I've heard from different people, different reputable, yeah, reputable sources saying that this the Tanahashi injury could have been a work, and it's just Tanahashi taking a break before he gets ready for Dominion. That's a possibility I mean I don't know I haven't heard that But you know It's a possibility So yeah So I mean That Tanahashi Debushi, That could still happen At Dominion Um, He also continues to say What would it say If Okada vs. Evil Would draw the same Or better numbers Than the Okada vs. Omega matches That took place At the previous two Dominions
0: Uh, I really Honestly I gotta tell you I don't think that would happen But let's say in this scenario, let's say it did happen. Evil is very popular over in Japan, and you know, with the fact that it would be two natives going against one another in a a big main Mm -hmm. event, uh, I think I don't think that that would necessarily speak negatively of Kenny Omega. This is not me trying to stand for him, but it would speak to the level of success that I believe that New Japan is at current day. Because Mm -hmm. I don't, and maybe even the perceived uh, popularity of Evil current day because if you asked me a year ago do I think it's possible if they headlined with evil and Okada in that same spot they would have done big numbers I would say no is it more reasonable and, and believable in 2019 after everything they've done to build up evil over the past couple of years yeah it actually is he's very 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 over very
1: popular yeah he's very yeah, I think people underestimate sometimes just how popular evil is and just how the company views evil um, and the way he's booked Um but yeah, I mean, if that was to happen, I mean, I think that would kind of help elevate evil.
0: It's just, here's the thing, okay? So it's like, New Japan has been ramping up for years now, you know? Every year, their big shows do bigger numbers than the previous year for the most part. So it's like, would do you discredit, say, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, was it Wrestle Kingdom 11 when Omega and Okada wrestled? Yeah. You know, do you discredit how important that match was and how big it was and the business they did? Um, Just because the next year, you know, Okada and Naito and Omega and um, Jericho did bigger numbers like no because it's a momentum thing and Obviously New Japan's business is at a better point in 2019 than it was in 2017 or 2018 So I wouldn't like use that to be like, oh, you know that to use that to discredit Omega and Okada because we wouldn't be where we're at right now Without the success of that show mm-hmm. You know, and this stuff's, it's brick by brick This stuff's just been building on one another But I will tell you, at the same time I think Okada Evil, you put that in the main event I don't think it draws the same numbers As Omega uh, and Okada Personally,
1: I just don't Yeah, yeah I think Omega-Okada for was You know, just built uh, There was more build behind that Than, um, you know, than an Evil Omega match, would. Or evil Okada Match would be this year Uh, And the last question that Dom Homey has, he says, uh, Do you you think NJPW will be trying to run a big show in Tampa next year for Mania Weekend?
0: That's a tough question. I really don't know.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think part of it. Kind of don't. Part of it depends on what the relationship with Ring of Honor will look like at that time next year. Because um, if you look back now at the last two Ring of Honor Mania shows, G1 Supercard, in, uh, the previous year, Supercard of Honor New Japan has worked With Ring of Honor on those shows And they've drawn well um, You know, Supercard was 6000 And then we had the MSG sell out um, And so New Japan That's kind of been the, the, the mania show They've attached themselves to So if the relationship with Ring of Honor And New Japan is still going At this time next year um, I'm sure, you know Ring of Honor will be doing some kind of big show WrestleMania um, weekend, and I would I, I mean, if the relationship's still going, I could see New Japan You know, being part of that show again You know, I know
0: New Japan Wants to make big in-waves into the Western market, so it's not un- Inconceivable that they would Run WrestleMania weekend with Ring of Honor or by themselves, but let's say With Ring of Honor, it's A lot more likely, because Ring of Honor is Gonna run Supercard, no matter what You know they're doing that mm mm-hmm. Does New Japan, and I don't think New Japan, unless they sever their ties with Ring of Honor, I don't see them coming here and running as a competition to Ring of Honor. Right. So that's one point. But let's say hypothetically, for whatever reason, Supercard got moved, they don't run WrestleMania weekend, and New Japan was just going to run on their own, or like let's say they're partner with AEW or something, I don't know. I don't know that they necessarily want to come in and try to run on WrestleMania weekend. You know what I mean like I don't know if that's their goal or their aim. I feel like the opportunity was there to do it in MSG with Ring of Honor. I don't know if they'd take that chance and do that on their own. This is a very conservative company mm-hmm. um, The other thing that we got to
1: consider is where would they even run right because you know Tampa area doesn't really have that many big venues and a lot of the big venues are are being locked down by wwe you know uh Emily arena one of our bigger arena here where the tampa bay lightning play and that's wwe's whenever, gonna have that locked up yeah whenever wwe comes to town that's where raw and smackdown is so raw smackdown and takeover it's locked probably, up probably the uh award ceremony the hall of fame as hall well. of fame yeah and then obviously raymond james stadium that's where wrestlemania will be they got the convention center Lockdown for access. Um, We've considered
0: this quite a bit. We've thought about like options, and it's like, well, they could go two hours north to uh, like say the Amway Arena and run in Orlando. That's a possibility.
1: There's, I mean, there's also the Sun Dome
0: that's here in Tampa. Yep, the Sun Dome. That's where USF Bulls play, uh, but that is a smaller arena. I think it's only like maybe ten at most. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even. Um, That's an old arena. There is also an amphitheater here, with AEW uh, running an amphitheater show in Jacksonville. It's not like inconceivable that they could run uh, the Mid-Credit Center uh, amphitheater. That's a pretty big venue. But then that's that's the point we're at. Just so you understand, we're moving from an arena to like, well, what 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 other options are there? Well, there's there's an amphitheater. uh, There's a couple soccer. Stadiums, but so it's a baseball stadium. There's some like baseball stadiums, um, but they're you know we're talking about unconventional, non-standard. There's not big arenas in Tampa. Um, generally speaking, ROH runs in Lakeland, Lakeland. Yeah, they do have that arena that they run in Lakeland, the RF Center, mm-hmm. and there is an arena there, and it's kind of big, but what five six thousand maybe? Probably, yeah. Probably, it's not that big. That that might be where they run um, supercard. Supercard, more most likely. Uh, hopefully, the setup's better than than it was the last time we were there
1: for that. Though, well, we weren't we were never ever there for well. I didn't go to supercard. Not
0: supercard, super but when we were at that arena.
1: For when, when Kenny was there, or the other taping? Well,
0: no. When Kenny was there, we were in the ballroom. Right. The other taping was in the actual arena, and yeah. like the the light setup and everything was janky. Yeah. Well, so. it was a
1: small little house, show. Yeah. But that's what I'm
0: saying. Hopefully, yeah. the setup they have is better for for a show like that because yeah. that arena is not outfitted with like giant lights and stuff like that at the top, or, yeah. or, or a giant like a uh, screen or
1: anything. Well, Zach and I were there for the TV tapings. And it, was it was better. And it was lit better. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's really feasible for New Japan to actually run a show out here They might just send guys and have them featured with Ring of Honor and, and do their general thing Like, yeah
1: Yeah, it's gonna be real interesting in general to see where all the indie companies run uh, I already know We already know that WWN has the JCC uh, center kind of locked down for all their shows But it's gonna be interesting to see, you know where your Russell Collins and your Joey Janellas and your Blood Sports and all those guys like where they're gonna end up running here next year? But uh, good question, Dom Homie, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you and a lot of our uh, keeping a strong style uh, listeners here in our home Super city X-Mania of Tampa. Too. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. All right, so gonna close out uh, with the news. A lot of the news stuff we've kind of covered. Throughout the show, so I only have a few kind of things to touch on. I feel
0: good about this episode. This was a
1: good episode. Yeah. Uh, so first thing to cover: um, Tomohiro Ishii and Togi Makabe will be joining Legends in Ricky Chosu's retirement match. Uh, so this retirement match <laughs> is happening on uh, June 26 at the Power Hall event in
0: Corkin Hall. Tomohiro Ishii is a trainee of Ricky Choshu I don't know if Togi Makabe is or not But, uh, you know, Ricky Choshu is one of my favorite guys ever So Yeah,
1: yeah so Choshu will be teaming up with uh, Shiro Koshinaka and Tomohiro Ishii And they'll be taking on Tatsumi Fujinami Kijimoto, Muto, and Togi Makabe
0: Why is Muto still wrestling? I thought he retired twice They retired Muto and then they retired Muta last year That's crazy no that's cool um yeahshira koshinaka that's an oG dude from the from the junior division i am a big fan well I don't know if I like Koshinika, koshinaka but still last time I saw him though, Russell was in the uh the Rambo mm. a couple
1: years ago uh also they're gonna have a uh, tiger Hattori as a referee for this match and this uh show's already sold out and um so, yeah, we'll see you. I think they might end up putting it on New Japan World. So Oh, I would love to see that. Well, yeah.
0: it's going to be sad, but i still love to see it. <laughs> I love Ricky Choshi, bro. That's like, it might be one of my like favorite guys. Well, it, it's top five favorite guy from the 80s.
1: Yeah, I need to go back and watch some more uh, Choshi matches. Um, like we alluded to last week, a second event has been added to the Australia Southern Showdown Tour. It'll be happening June 30th. In uh, Sydney, Australia, just one year, just one year ago, that entire
0: like uh, um, tour was dominated by who's the real leader of
1: the Bullet Club, Kenny or Cody? Mm-hmm. One year ago, man, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So now we got two shows, the 29th and 30th, and the commercial for these shows. It looks to be very Bullet Club heavy. Uh, Tamatango, Tangaloa, Hikaleo, Fale. Ishimori, those seem to be the main guys featured in the commercial for this tour. So I guess kind of, you know,
0: <laughs> probably too because they're they're well known as a brand down there, down under.
1: Yeah, I have a terrible Australian accent, <laughs> um, and I know uh, Chris Bryan from our team uh, will be planning on hitting those shows up. Maybe
0: we can uh, have a little run-in from my boy.
1: Yeah, we'll get a live
0: uh, report from Chris. Live report from Chris. I love, bro. I love Chris Bryan so much.
1: So yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Shout
0: out to Chris. Shout out to Jeremy Tate. Grown men watch this
1: shit. Yeah, they've been on. I believe they've been on the network officially a year now.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Congrats. There's. Sh- I love their show. I was on the last episode. I didn't even remember it. Yeah,
1: yeah. You had a little running because they, they uh, recorded some stuff from New York. We're talking about Flat Earth. It's <laughs> great. Uh, man. Uh, so Ring of Honor has announced um, some more matches for the War of the Worlds tour. Villain Enterprises, Marty Scurll, PCO, and Brody King will be defending their Ring of Honor Six-Man Tag Team Titles against Jeff Cobb, Yuji Nagata, and Satoshi Kojima in Buffalo. That sounds cool. That sounds like a pretty good little
0: match. Yeah, Uh, be interesting. I might, I might tune in for this War of the Worlds tour. They actually got Japanese guys on it.
1: Yeah, and you know, some of the other matches don't look too bad. I mean, God against uh, Lethal and Gresham. I think should be good. They have they're gonna, they're gonna have a Flip Gordon versus Bandito one on one. I'm here to see this man P C O take the strap <laughs> from Matt Taven. Yeah, dude, it was a hilarious P C O video out last week where he's like wearing a suit, uh, but Destro's like still doing the training. Like runs like he's like slowly like backing the car up on him, and it's crazy, dude. These P C O videos are wild. Stuff's great,
0: and then uh, the last bit of news closing out the show. Jushin Thunder Liger versus Mascara Dorada for the CMLL World Middleweight title is your free match of the week, Monday's free match of the week, so be sure to check that out. Uh, You can catch that on njpwworld.com
1: or YouTube, uh, and it's free. Yeah, so go ahead and check that out. Always great to watch some old-school Liger matches. I love Liger. Oh, my God.
0: I love Liger so much. Um, any, Any last thoughts before we go?
1: I don't think so, I mean, uh, next week we'll be back to review uh, Wrestling Hinokuni, And like I mentioned, it might be delayed depending on how quickly we can watch that on Monday um, And then also we'll give you um, our predictions for Wrestling Dontaku That's happening May 3rd and May 4th And also, you know, we'll come with a uh, we'll be yeah, we'll be able to announce uh, wrestler of the month and match of the month next week as well. So yeah, next week's gonna be a jam-packed episode. So, you know make sure you're subscribed and tune in. Uh, make sure you connect with us on social media on Twitter. I am at Jeremy L. Donovan. The show is at Ki StrongStyle You can also follow us at Social Suplex on Reddit. I am the Pro Black Guy. Josh is keeping it Strong Style. You can email me, jeremy, at suplex.com. Make sure you check out all the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have One Nation Radio with Rich Latta and James Boyd, kind of covering the gamut of the wrestling world. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show from Scotland. And I know those guys just went to the NXT uh, Glasgow TV taping, so I'm sure they'll be talking all about that. Also, every other Wednesdays, we have our podcast dedicated to independent wrestling. Grown men watch this shit, hosted by Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryant. On Thursdays, we have NXT, then, now, and forever with James Boyd. He watches an episode of NXT five years ago, and then this this current week's NXT with a rotating uh, co-host. And then on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite, your podcast for all elite wrestling, hosted by our man Floyd Johnson Jr., doing a great job on that show, keeping you up to date on everything AEW. So check out all those shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Subscribe to the network. Leave us a rating and review. Help us get over. And we will catch you guys next week on Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts. Itchy Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time.